Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, an actual play podcast. Every episode microplot is a complete adventure with a beginning and an end that fits into the overarching macroplot of the whole season. Because they stand sturdily on their own, you can listen to these adventures in any order and can skip any you don't enjoy. Today, we are playing using the combat mechanics from a game called Dungeon World. It's our first time playing this system, so we might make some mistakes. If you enjoy these mechanics, you can find Dungeon World on two possible sources. One of them is uh, dungeon-world.com, and the other one is dungeonworldsrd.com. Dungeon World SRD is all in one word. And uh, if you do the dungeon-world.com, you know you've got the right link because the description says, wave hands like a Muppet. Fun fact for you all. Uh, Build your own Dungeon World character and play a game with friends. Speaking of friends, today we are joined by Norridge. Oh, hey there. Uh, this is your friend Norridge Fresh- Flesh Ripper. A uh, little bit about me. I'm seven foot eight, and wouldn't you believe it, the runt litter, 592 pounds. I have orange hair, uh, dark gray skin, uh, bright red eyes, and you will find me wearing my monastic robes. I'm ready to and- be here. And then we have Chico. Oh, hi there. Nice to meet you again. Um, my name's Chico Barrett. I'm a three foot, four inch desert cottontail rabbit folk. Got tan fur, white chin and belly, and orange paws. I'm wearing a cotton shirt, denim overalls, a straw hat, and I've got a backpack filled with straw. All right. And last but certainly not least, we have Barbara. Hey. I'm Barbara Anjali. I'm a centaur. I'm a teenager. I have teal hair. And uh, for me, the player, I have not really a character voice this time, but more like a vocab checklist. So I watched the movie Clueless and I wrote down all of the words and phrases that I don't normally use. And it's sort of like playing bingo where you're like checking them off the list because I'm like, ooh, which of the vocab words can I use in this situation? So that's what I'm doing. That's Barbara. All right. Um, Well, the three of you are all in the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall, sitting together, and it is morning. You're waiting for new jobs to come in. Super busy because it's uh, supper time and the uh, height of the season for ventures, because a lot of things happen when it's hot out. (laughs) So, yay, three are hanging out. What are you uh, doing? Uh, Chico's teaching whoever's wanting to listen how to make straw dolls because he just got back from a festival where people were learning how to make straw dolls. So he's trying to teach everyone here now that he's in the mood to teach everyone. I think normally, normally Norwich would be, would be down for this. However, he is outside, uh, teaching himself how to skateboard. Hmm. Ah, interesting. You are outside of the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall then? Yeah, I'm just right outside, uh, kind of one ear open. Uh, just, you know, I, I would assume there's probably some like open window that I can hear what's going on into the guild hall just in case anybody kind of calls me in for dinner or, you know, calls me to help. Uh, but I'm around. <laughs> I see. Um, yeah, it would actually be breakfast at this time of, uh, of day. Um, and because you're kind of trying to do two things, first of all, teaching yourself how to play skateboard and second of all, trying to listen in. Uh, let's, let's have you roll a, uh, dexterity just to see how well you're doing with the skateboard. (laughs) All right. Dexterity. That's going to be my, one of my best stats. So that's going to be a plus three to this roll. 
uh, that's going to be a 9 plus 3 is a 12. Wow. Uh, yeah, with a 12, that's a very good roll. You are uh, you're basically being a pro. You're learning how to use the, the skateboard. Um, you're riding very smoothly, uh, not hitting any passengers, which is, one, because you're lucky that none are in your way and they're all paying attention, and two, because... If there is the odd one that isn't paying attention, you can swerve around them while still listening to what's happening in the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, we're doing a uh, sick kickflip, if you will. Woo, that's dope. And Barbara is allowed to start the adventure with one pre-infused magic item. So I have poured a potion of Windbound on your skateboard. Hey. The skateboard contains a bound elemental. So when you go to do your kickflip... You get such good air. I think Norwich is just kind of like, you know, if there's like a little like stair railing, he's like kick flipping into like a, I don't know, skateboard term. So like he's kick flipping into like a sick rail grind and he's just like, oh man, this is really cool. Uh, I'm going to have to, can't wait to get better. Show everybody this is going to be, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Chica notices no one's really paying attention to him doing straw dolls and they've all gathered outside and he hears a bunch of crashing what sounds like just big loud crashing and, and scritching and he's like what's going what's all the commotion out there he hops out there oh wow Norwich woohoo good job man woo hey thanks buddy cheering him off um yeah Chico uh, as soon as you come out of the um the guild hall, um, you notice, well, all three of you uh, sort of notice this, is um, is a little kobold with splotchy yellow scales wearing a sash and postal uniform. He runs up to the scene and uh, he just uh, stands straight up tall, looks very presentable, goes, <clears throat> I have a letter for Norwich Flesh Ripper. Norwich uh, finishes his trick and kind of skids to a stop. Uh, does like a the thing where he hits the corner or like the back end of the skateboard and it pops up and you know lands in his uh, in his arm uh, and he kind of kneels down and he's just like oh a letter for me all right uh, thank you very much um, and Norwich hands a couple of silver just as a little tip um this uh, this kobold who uh, has appeared in a previous episode and his name is Lyle Stamp just for you eagle eared listeners <laughs> um. He uh, he just hands you the letter, nods solemnly, accepts the uh, tip, and says, "Thank you, sir." And then uh, says, "Gotta go," and rushes off to probably make another delivery. Norwich uh, waves waves after him and says, "Thanks for doing your job. We appreciate it." Um, and then he um, he goes to open the letter. So the letter says to Norwich Flesh Ripper from Garrick Flesh Ripper. Transcribed by the avalanche himself, exclamation mark. Um, so I, at this, Norwich kind of, you know, he has dark gray skin, uh, so his emotions don't always betray him. But uh, when he sees his father's name, uh, he goes pale. Um, and almost by, uh, like, by habit or by instinct, he just kind of straightens up um, very rigid and just continues to open this letter okay so you continue to read this letter which is kind of stuffed in an envelope because it's written in, on this like really big piece of thick um parchment paper mm-hmm. um it's written in pretty big font <laughs> uh 
So it says the following. Norwich, word has come to me about your achievements south of the mountains. After consulting the elders and a good word from the amazing Avalanche, the pro wrestler. Bit strange, but uh, we have decided to give you a second chance to prove yourself worthy. Worthy of belonging to our clan and worthy to no longer be in exile. A young clanswoman you know as Rocky Shellsplitter is reaching her 25th year and her naming ceremony will be held this solar this her naming ceremony will be held this summer solstice come to this naming ceremony and you will retake the last trial in the ceremony if you wish for your chance to come back signed Garrick Fleshripper and the signature is written in the runic language of uh, fire giants so reading this i think nor so as norge is reading this like he his posture almost gets more and more diminutive um to where by the end like he's physically shaking um and so he just kind of he kind of looks over to chico and barbara um and like you can hear i mean you know normally norge is like a pretty charismatic like boisterous guy um but He's like right now, he's just like very solemn, um, quiet. And so he gives like a shaky, a shaky thumbs up. And he's like, hey, uh, want to come to my hometown with me? Uh, and he kind of passes the letter over. Chico's receiving the letter, right? So I am saying something while you read the letter. And I say, sure, Norwich, of course. But I got to ask, why are you wigging? Oh, uh, long story. Uh, I mean, I guess the, the five second version is, uh, my dad reached out to me. Uh, he was supposed to be the one to kill me. Uh, he didn't. And he wants me back. Uh, seems like I might have a second chance of being a part of the tribe that I was born into. Uh, Chico's gonna look over the letter. You said it's written in the language of fire giants? No, it's written in common, except for the very Mm. last part, which is like the signature. Of his mm-hmm. father. So Chico's reading over and it's like, oh, this is interesting. So they want you to engage in a competition to see who's the better. That sounds that sounds like fun. Yeah, I'd love to come. I wonder if we can participate. Uh, well, I I don't know if uh, that's the best thing. Uh, usually these competitions are, you know, kind of in the vein of fight to the death. Uh, so, I mean, if that is your thing, I'm not going to stop you. But uh, also, you know... These people are pretty big. I mean, I'm in terms of kind of down here, I'm pretty big, but up north, I'm I'm the runt by a pretty big margin. Uh, so take that what you will. But if nothing else, I mean, it's nice up there, uh, especially around the summer solstice. It's uh, it's pretty. It's not unbearably cold. So not a bad time to go. Well, this competition seems like it's more of a one-on-one thing and a proving ground for you. I understand. But if it is something we can join in, I'd love to join in, even if it is fighting to death. I'm pretty sure I'd be all right <laughs> fighting them big guys. I'd just be just ducking and weaving in between their legs. They're so huge they wouldn't know what hit them. Have they ever fought a rabbit before? Anyways, this sounds like a nice place up there. I'd enjoy going there. Well, if nothing else, I'd appreciate you two being with me uh, just so that I have a couple of friends in my corner. I'm I'm not sure what kind of a welcome I'll be getting uh, because theoretically I'm not supposed to be here and I'm not supposed to go back. Uh, so this doesn't happen often. 
Okay. Um, so while you guys are discussing, yeah. So while you guys are discussing, um, whether you want to go to the village or not, uh, you notice it suddenly becomes quiet all around you. Uh, you're used to the bustling of, of the streets. And I mean, this is a busy part of town. So total silence is something that's slightly out of the ordinary. Very out of the ordinary, actually. I think... Is it, oh, go ahead. Is it just me or has things gotten really quiet around here? I'm not even hearing any bugs making any noise around here now. I was going to say... Of something. I was going to say, I noticed that too. Um, and I think Norwich is almost... I mean, he's just been very on guard since he's read this letter. So he's just like... He's very, like, ready to go. Um, yeah, looking around, you see that everyone around you is frozen. Like, um, w- whether they were taking a, a step, they're, um, th- the step hasn't been taken yet. They are frozen in place. Uh, expressions remain the same. There is absolutely no movement around you. Oh, I don't like this. Um, you know what? I think Norwich is going to... Uh, so he's going to pull out um, his trusty double-bladed polearm, and I'm going to use one of my one of my character moves, uh, that being Burning Brand. And what does that do? Uh, yes. So um, when Norge's weapon activates, um, I get to roll with my con modifier added, um, and let me go ahead and do that, and I will tell you what happens. So that is uh, another 9 plus 3, so another 12. Uh, so I get to choose two tags um, in addition to in addition to the fiery, touch, dangerous, and then three uses. Um, so the two tags I am going to do is I'm going to remove the dangerous tag uh, so that I can hold it while it's active, and I'm also going to add the plus one damage tag. So every uh, so every hit I do does one extra damage. Um, along with uh, the fiery tag. Okay. Um, I mean, you guys can actually move as you uh, as as you please. Uh, whereas everyone else around you is is frozen. So um, Barbara and Shiko, you can do something too. You have like one. You can do a move to prepare if you want as well for whatever's coming. Design realities. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would like to use my logical trait. It says, when I use strict deduction to analyze my surroundings, I can discern realities with int instead of whiz, and discern realities is on page four. And it says, roll, and then you can ask questions based on how good you do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Roll, uh, I guess it said you can use intelligence instead. I suppose, yeah, you can roll intelligence instead of wisdom. Yeah, because I'm... I'm Sherlocking. <laughs> I'm like finding clues in my surroundings. So I okay. Well, that's a four on the dice. Plus three is a seven. Um, so on a seven to nine, I can ask one of these questions. And what I would like to ask is, um, what should I be on the lookout for? Like I'm using my logic, so I'm looking at the piece of bird poop on somebody's shoe, and I'm like <laughs> looking at the mustard on somebody's like shirt and i'm like okay and then like i just want to be pointed at the danger like what should i be on the lookout for uh you see um 
you're kind of looking around and then something catches your eye. It is a sort of a blip in, in the air and then it grows and you see it's, it's purple on the inside and it grows to the size of a uh, like five foot something humanoid and uh, <laughs> and a squirrel flutters out, flutters out a bit and then you see something else about to come out too. I point that out to Chico and then Chico, I think with the rules, it says take plus one forward when acting on the answers. So plus one forward, pass, sort of like passing the ball to Chico, you get plus one on yours as you act on me being like, look. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think I should do about it? You think that's what's causing all this time stoppage situation? It's got a scroll, you said. It's like a person with a with a scroll. Uh, the scroll has fluttered out, um, but it looks like uh, you kind of see a boot emerging. Wait, are you saying scroll or squirrel? Scroll. Um, well, I mean, at, at this point, it, it would make, the person's already <laughs> emerging. Um, they are wearing a purple cloak. I think you should, so out of character, my character just said look, you know, but out of mm. character, I think you should have plus one forward on the parley that you're about to do. Mm-hmm. Parley says when you have leverage on a NPC and manipulate them, roll plus charisma. Leverage is something they need or want. You've got a Norwich and they want a Norwich. Mm-hmm. So plus one on your Parley? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chico looks at your bo- at Barbara's body language like, yeah, I should try to talk this out. <laughs> so let's see what I have to do for Parley because I'm looking at that. Roll plus charisma with any leverage. Leverage. I have a plus one with leverage. You get a plus one because of the discern realities. Yeah. I've got a six total and I need a seven to nine. So I didn't make it. Oh, I forgot to add the plus one. I did make it. Hey. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, I have zero in charisma, but I made it. (laughs) Thanks to Barbara's intuition. So I see. So hi there. Nice to meet you. Uh, We we come in peace or you come in peace or... We we like to we'd like to get to know you. How you doing, Chico? I don't think they're coming in peace. <laughs> uh, yeah, you see this figure, um, like step out of the step out of the portal, uh, uncover their uncover their their head, and you see a a cat folk, an um, an orange tabby cat folk, but the but the but the posture is sort of like. Uh, leaning down and, and forward, has a has a knife out, and the eyes are completely black. And then this figure says, I am not here to talk. I am here to take out the allies. And then rushes toward you with the with the blade that has some green stuff on it. Uh well the thing is Norwich's life is not what they're they, they said the allies. And they're, and they're rushing toward you. Towards us, yeah. Yeah. So they're asking us for something. And they'll do it if we make them a promise first. So what is what is the leverage then? When they say the allies, does that mean Chico and Barbara? I believe so. Oh, dang. <laughs> oh. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, parleying. I mean... You can you can try to say something to to stop them if, if if you want like to stop them in their in their tracks, but they are hostile toward toward um toward you. I got it. 
What they want is support. Barbara says, whoa, whoa, you're really harsh. Who says I'm an ally of anybody? I don't necessarily need to interfere. I totally don't want to interfere with whatever these chuckleheads are up to. Hey, I'm I'm just here to have fun and, and support my friends. I may be an ally, but I'm not allowing myself to do to to hurt anyone. Mm, kind of the, the person kind of stops and then uh um looks at looks at Barbara for a second with um completely black eyes and says uh, oh, well then, I was wrong to include you in the, uh, in the ones not in the time stop. Uh, well, you said you are an ally? Then we will fight. Uh, like gesturing to, uh, Shiko. <laughs> and then continues rushing toward you. <laughs> okay, now I'd like for that parlay to come into place. Now, hey, hey, I, I may be an ally and I may be able to fight, but hey, I, I'd like to, like, no, I, I'm pretty useful. I'm not just... Align myself with them. I could, I could be helpful in other places. I could help you instead. Say, kind of pleading, trying to <laughs> turn this around. I think at this, Norge is going to, um, he's going to kind of jump in front of Chico. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to try and like intercept the, um, intercept this, uh, this cat folk, um, and he's going to be like, okay, all right, they don't have anything to do with this. It's me you're looking for so if you want to fight let's go um and norwich um you know kind of brandishes his uh his flaming polearm oh and gm just so you know when my parlay which is the concrete assurance of a promise i believe is what i'm supposed my promise is that i'm gonna work with them in exchange for my life is what i'm assuming is how as how i want it to be interpreted my promise is that i'm gonna help aid them in whatever way they ask me I hand over, I hand over, I guess, my backpack with all my <laughs> doodads and, and ninja stuff. As Chico goes to, like, hand over this cat folk the bag, um, you see Norge's eyes, um, so they are bright red, but you see, you see his eyes almost ignite in flame, um, and I am going to use my firebrand move. Okay. Um, so I'm going to look right at this cat folk um, with these these burning eyes, um, and Norge is going to say, "Nope, you are going to leave me and my friends alone, and you're going to go right back where you came from." Nice. All right. So what, this what's is a, Norge says that I'll take my backpack bag. He's like, "Yeah, you, you said it. Yeah, we're allies, and we're going to take you out." Okay. So this uh. is okay. <laughs> so I have to roll charisma, which is plus zero yeah. for me. <laughs> Wait, like, and that what is, is move? what so what does this move do so you roll yes. charisma and then so when i introduce a new idea to an npc roll plus charisma um on a 10 plus they believe the idea to be their own and take to it with fervor on a seven and nine their passion fades after a day or two and on a miss which is what happened to me i got the lowest possible roll of a two oh, no. uh, they respond negatively speaking out against the idea and the way that uh the way that that goes is so this is very very new and unlike norwich to uh to be so forward um and also so willing to like fight before trying to talk things out um so norwich doesn't really have the i guess command or you know like je ne sais quoi to to like really kind of push through the suggestion especially 
if this is uh, what I believe it to be, which is the Shadow Cabal, uh, like brainwashing. Uh, oh boy that that would have that would have been so cool if, if you had rolled above a seven. I know uh, because um, the thing is like, <laughs> yeah, this uh, this this cat folk kind of um, kind of uh, sidesteps you, kind of jumps aside and says, "No, my command is to kill the allies." I will do that now. And then he goes to, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, he is going to try to attack Yushiko. But the way that dungeon um, world works is um, you can roll against this possible upcoming danger. Uh, and if you succeed, the GM can't really do much. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what am I rolling? I'm rolling... My 2d6 plus, let's see, do I roll for my ability to dodge? Would that be dexterity? Uh, that is up to you. If, if you want to, like, dodge the attacks and, and dis sort of disengage, that would be a defy oh, danger defy roll. Oh, defy danger. Um, if you okay. want to attack, it would be a hack and slash or volley. Oh, by getting out of the way or acting fast. Got it. Okay, let me roll that. Okay, that's a 12. Uh, yeah, I mean, on a 10 plus... Um... You obviously, uh, like, yeah, the threat does not come to bear. So then um, this cat folk sort of uh, almost mechanically slashes um, toward you with this green-coated dagger, but it, you manage to get it looks, away. I'll, I'd like to describe it. It looks like it hits me and it goes right through me, but Ooh. then it just explodes into a sack of hay and it shows me, like, <laughs> like kind of appearing a couple feet behind where it was and like, ha, got the tribe bear net. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, since you rolled so high, uh, I'll say that that dagger is now stuck in the straw doll. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, however, he just pulls out another one, but you see that it isn't coated in the green stuff like their one was. Um, I think at this moment of like uh, subterfuge, Norwich is going to just slam down with this uh, with with his polearm onto this catfolk. All right, uh, that sounds like a hack and slash. So that we'll is indeed it. a hack and slash. So we are going to roll our dice, and it's plus strength. So that is a 10 plus 3, so that is a 13 total. So yeah, on that roll, you get to um, you get to do your damage and also avoid their attack or expose yourself to an attack by them, but um, deal an extra d6 damage. All right. Um, let me just take a look to see if there's any. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to roll straight damage, which is a D8. Um, <clears throat> so that is two damage. Okay, two damage. Um, or do I add do I add strength to the damage or just the hit? Uh, you just roll for it. You add the strength to the <clears throat> um, to hit roll, but not, not okay. to the damage. Okay, great. So then it's just two damage. That's two damage. Um, okay, describe how you deal this this um, this two damage. Uh, are you so you said you're doing it with your pole arm? Yeah, uh, Norridge is just kind of like swinging it in place, uh, so it looks like a helicopter blade. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, so it's like it's going, it's going, and Norridge just slams into the side of this cat folk. Um, not necessarily trying to stab, but just using the um like this burning hot metal and just kind of like a forceful 
push. I see. Uh, okay, so then you see the cat folk kind of like grunt, but then... Um... You know what? I'm sorry. It's yeah. There's an extra damage because of the burning brand. So it's oh, three damage okay. total. Three damage total. Okay. Um, yeah, you, you see the... Um... The, the clothes on his side where you, where, where you hit him start to kind of sizzle. There's a bit of smoke that comes out of them and he winces. But then, uh, like, just despite it, he still tries to attack um, Shiko. He, um, he kind of, like, uh, goes, goes around you and tries to, like, dodge around to continue targeting Shiko. Mm-hmm. Barbara, okay, do, do? Do, do one of the cool, funny things with the potions you got there. Help me! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea where to jump in here. There's no initiative, so like I'm just trying not to interrupt. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So I mean, um, yeah. There is no initiative in this game. It sort of uh, depends on the fiction and uh, sort of like who hasn't gone yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Directly um, addressing another character is definitely a way for them to come and step in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Thank you, Chico. I would like to defend when I stand in defense of a, I'm going to do location. This particular place will have no more violence. Roll plus con. My con is plus three. That's a 13. On a 10 plus, hold three. So long as I stand in defense, when you or the thing I defend is attacked, you may spend hold one for one to choose an option. So I officially am laying down the law and I'm like, everyone, you need to stop going ballistic. Uh, okay. So you are, uh, defending. And holding three. Holding three. Okay. Okay. Let's talk this out. Okay, well, um, he, he will try to attack uh, Shiko again, so you may spend one hold. When, so I basically prepared a ready to action. When you or the thing you defend is attacked, you may choose to spend one hold to deal damage to the attacker equal to my level. I'd like this to be a non-lethal eight damage, please. As I kick them, I kick the cat with my hoof. (laughs) Okay, Uh, great. So then um, you you kick the cat with with your hoof. You manage to um, kick him right in the back of the um, the head to um, to to stun him, but not enough to like uh, obviously kill him. Uh, And then you see he he falls. He just falls forward. And is unconscious. Does not respond. Um, uh, Norge. The, oh. uh, everything else that's around you guys uh, resumes. So, like, uh, people are um, going by. But then you see some of them are, like, uh, are just looking at you like, what? Where did you come from? <laughs> um, I think Norwich is... So, he's going to rush over to this cat folk. Um, as he's doing this, he is, um, you know, the the like heat of his weapon uh just kind of goes back to normal um and so as people are looking around norge is just like not to worry folks uh this is fire breeding kittens guild material uh we have this handled don't you worry about nothing um and norge is gonna run over and um kind of like like pull back the one of the eyelids of this cat folk just to see if the eyes have gone back to normal uh, yeah, they are no longer black, and instead, uh, just regular green cat size. Um, okay, so Norge is going to pick up the cat folk, uh, just kind of like 
holding like holding its head um, in his hand. And he's going to look to Barbara and Chico and be like, okay, so that's over with. Uh, they're no longer under the control, but this is worrying. Uh, I don't like that the Cabal is following me here. Uh, not so close anyway. This is, uh, we should maybe get this person, uh, a nice pillow. They, they won't remember any of this, uh, when they come to. Well, that's a relief. And Barbara, I had no idea you were so capable of fighting. That was amazing. I, I know you for making potions and, and being really cool, but I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know you could fight like that. I've been on one mission with you. Just well, we were on we were on a we were on a ship, so I, you didn't really like that. And there were b- balloons that weren't umbrellas that you oh, thought were no, umbrellas. <clears throat> it's uh, it's probably better for me not to joke that you don't talk about that. Oh shucks! There's no, everyone's afraid of weird things. Uh, I, I'm afraid of. I'm trying to think of what I'm afraid of. I'm gonna, I'll, I'm going to think on that, but I'm probably afraid of something silly too. Well, I'm afraid. Uh... I'm afraid it is right now. Uh, this is there's been some <laughs> some fishy things going on, but uh, I appreciate you both uh, helping me out. I'm sorry that you're being dragged into whatever whatever the cabal is trying to do. Um, if if we do make it up north, uh, I can fill you in on the way up there. How about that? That sounds that sounds like a plan. And I just remember I'm afraid of getting dirty. One thing I'm afraid of. I feel like that's kind of silly. So don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, well, um, so what are you doing with this, uh, with this unconscious cat folk? Uh, no, there is a, there is a cart in front of the, um, fire breathing kittens, a cart, not a car, just to make it clear. And you know it to be, uh, basically a doctor's office. It's a Um, Dr. Card the Third's wagon. I'll, I'll bring him to the cart. Um, and I'll just, I'll just kind of put him down, um, into somebody else's care so that they can just kind of rest. Um, I'll fill in, like, if somebody's around there, I'll fill them in if they hadn't already seen what had happened. It says that I can withdraw from my... I'm, I'm wearing a lot of saddlebags. So it says I can withdraw what's in my left pocket. I carry around all sorts of magical doodads and thingamabobs. I can spend one use of adventuring gear to pull a minor but useful magic item for my person such as an Everbite lantern or a wand with one charge left. So what I pull out is a minor potion of NPC healing. Just be like, don't die, little cat folk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I guess some money for your medical treatment, because I did kick you in the head. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. So do you just kind of like leave him on the doorstep or do you like go in to the wagon? I'll go into the wagon. Uh, okay. And uh, just a note to the um, to the players and listeners, I did speak to the uh, one who played Dr. Card III originally, and I, and I got his blessing to play him <laughs> as an NPC. Um, so, yeah, you, uh, you, you walk in, and he's currently, uh, he's currently, like, hands deep in this, uh, in this one person's body, Obviously performing performing some kind of surgery. And then he hey. says, yeah? Uh, don't want to bother you too much. You look busy, but uh, uh, this little cat folk had a little fall. Uh, we found them, and they are going to wake up with a 
pretty nasty headache, but they should be they should be okay otherwise. Um, just kind of like looks over at you uh, with this um, with with this elephant face, uh, just kind of nods and says, "Well, just leave them over there. Then there's a there, there's a cot in the corner, it's empty right now. Good, yeah, put them there and I'll take care of them." Okay, will do. Uh, Norwich just lays this cat folk down on the cot, um, and he heads back out. Okay, um, as you lay him down uh, on the cot before you head out, you notice a paper flutter out of one of the pockets. Um, Norwich is going to grab the paper. He's not going to look at it, um, but he's going to come back to the group. Okay. Um, so he is going to present the paper to Chico and... Barbara, um, and he's going to say, okay, uh, so our little friend there had this piece of paper. Um, I don't want to read it, so I'll (laughs) give it to one of you, uh, but just in case it says anything about shadows or a certain kind of fiery mineral, uh, please don't say that out loud. Otherwise, uh, I don't know what I will be at liberty to do. Oh, uh, that that's an interesting thing. Okay, let me take a look at it. Um out of out of character, um if it says anything about the shadow's call or uh like a code name of brimstone, brimstone. Uh, that will that will turn uh that will turn Norridge into his uh his shadow cabal kind of brainwashed form. Um and so if there are instructions that happen to be for brimstone, uh he will be forced to carry them out. Mm. Don't say the word that activates our friend into a killer ninja. Okay. Yes. Please, please don't turn me into a sleeper agent. If you say so. So, <laughs> so GM, what does the letter say? Uh, okay. Um, it says pesky comma. You are to go to giant's landing on the summer solstice. All of us will be there. We will go in force or not at all. We will make a statement to one, of our mem- to one of our members, Brimstone, that we are not to be trifled with. Make it clear what happens when you try to leave. The special dagger has a single dose of venom. Use it wisely. Careful not to cut yourself with it unless you want to die within a half hour. You will not receive the antidote. The Shadow's <gasps> Call. Obsidian. I get so excited by this letter. I oh only heard that I have a new magical liquid to investigate. And <laughs> oh man. You need to go back and, and get that dagger from that from my straw doll back there or from my straw <laughs> sack back there yeah and i guess we it, forgot to pick Jim, that up yeah was it used because it went into a straw doll or is it not used um i'll say that like some of like okay the uh the poison is partially coating the straw where, where it hit and partially still on, on the blade like there is less on the blade now and it's going to be a bit harder to take it out of the straw because, you know, it absorbs it. But there is still some traces of it. Awesome. I would like to use artificer knowledge. When I handle a magic item and examine it, I may ask the GM any two questions about it and they will answer truthfully. <gasps> okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> Ooh, can I, before you do that, can I try to help with, because um, I've got a spell I could use. Wait, um, a combatant of your to- choice again. Plus one ongoing. Oh, that's in a battle only. Never mind. I'm looking at the at the first level spell for cleric called Bless. So I, I'm playing a ranger, but I have access to cleric spells with one of the abilities I have. And I was just seeing if I could give you a plus one to that. I can't. That's for combat. 
It's okay. I don't roll. Oh. oh. Yeah. When I handle a magic item and examine it, I may ask the GM any two questions about it. They will answer truthfully. So the first question I ask is, what is the recipe to make this poison? <laughs> what is the recipe to make this poison? Yeah. Okay. So examining uh, examining the poison uh, itself, like the, the, the way that it coats the dagger, the way that it absorbs this into the straw... Um, you can tell that it is highly corrosive. It is um, an acid-based poison. Um, however, it doesn't eat into the blade because the blade is made of a special sort of metal that uh, doesn't doesn't get corroded. Um, you also like this is a the corrosive nature of this is something you have not seen in uh, quite a long time well whatever moisture there was left in the um in the straw has created this sort of black liquid um that is also highly corrosive and you've heard that this is a type of uh very rare black dragon venom whoa black dragon venom i'm very excited i'm nerding out over here and i have a second question what is the antidote so, um, because it is venom, the antivenom is actually derived from the from the creature uh, itself, in a way. Uh, you've heard that black dragons, though, uh, it's they almost never do this. Can choose to can choose to stop the effect of the poison, or you can find it within their heart of obsidian. You can find the antivenom there. What? Within their obsidian heart? Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, Super cool. And I very carefully put this, I guess, like, kind of sticky doll dagger situation into, like, I guess, modern crime scene investigation plastic bags don't exist. So, like, a saddlebag. (laughs) (laughs) The whole doll, black goo, green ooze, dagger, everything into the saddlebag. It's, like, not a weapon. It's a curiosity to me. Um, while Barbara is freaking and going, wow, super cool, radical, <laughs> with all the crime scene invest- stuff, I'd be asking Dorit, so, uh, what, what is this whole thing about this, this group you're, was this a group you used to be a part of? I thought you were part of a monk monastery that was about doing good, good to others and whatnot. Well, uh, before I got involved with the Eight Paths, uh, I was a part of this group called the Shadow Cabal. Uh, they are not good people, as you can see. They, you know, they're kind of, I mean, the name, they're in the shadows, but uh, we did a lot of like, kind of like heisting and uh, assassinations, robberies, kind of high profile, out of the way kind of stuff. So not really the best place for me, but I had nowhere else to go. Uh, it was the only thing that I could do to... Uh, pay the bills as it were and well once i uh once i did one job uh obsidiana who wrote that note uh she turned me into a sleeper agent uh just like that cat folk uh so when she gave me commands i wasn't able to resist them and uh after a couple of years of being in their employ i realized this was not a place for a giant and i left um does not seem that she is very happy that I did that. Uh, I know she's been on the lookout. I've seen her once before uh, 
since joining up with the fire breeding kittens. Uh, I ran into a couple of these people just on my travels. Uh, but you know, uh, I do not like the fact that they're meeting me at Giants Landing. They they certainly know how to hurt. Well, I'll tell you this, Norris. Fire Breathe the Kittens helped me with my life problems, and it's turned my life and my family's life around because of it. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you the uh, Fire Breathe the Kittens here will help you out as well, including myself. I'll be front lines helping you out and getting through this situation. You can guarantee that. Well, Chico, I certainly appreciate that. Uh, I, I'm certainly going to need your help, uh, Barbara, you too. I, you know, at this point, this is the point where I say, eh, if you don't feel comfortable, I don't know what's going to happen up there. I don't know what it's going to look like. This is the point where I say, if you don't feel comfortable going, no need. But, uh, if, if you do, and you're still, you're still willing to come with me, make this journey. Uh, I think we got to get heading out pretty quick here. Barbara, if we go there and we can run into them uh, Shadow Cabal, whatchamacallits, we'll, we'll try to get some more poison for you. How's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Let's go. Okay. Uh, so the thing is, Giant's Landing is two and a half days away by regular, uh, by regular carriage. Um, it is three days from the summer solstice. If you wish, you could just get a regular carriage and be there exactly that day. Or you can try to find a faster way of transport and get there either sooner or have time to prepare before you go there. Mm, uh, so carriage. Yeah, you said carriage. Um, I look at my... So I have teal hair and tan skin and four horse hooves and a horse body and... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do not fit in a carriage. I am 1,400 Norge. pounds. <laughs> Norge also kind of looks down at himself, just this nearly eight foot tall beast of a, of a giant. Um, also Norwich weighs close to 800 pounds. So <laughs> we're going to need a carriage for Norwich. And then Barbara, you're not the carriage. <laughs> Wait, no, you don't need a carriage. You are the carriage. <laughs> uh, Shiko, actually, um, you know of someone who can make uh, who can make very fancy, faster devices that can accommodate alternate uh, body sizes for for transport. I know who that is. That's uh, what what you call it? Uh, that's Bixby. <laughs> yeah, Bixby's one option, and another option is Vatmoth. Vatmoth. Oh. Oh, okay. So yeah, I know. <laughs> how far away is it to those woods? I think it was uh, to the to the woods where Batwath is. Yes. I mean, it does seem quite far. Hmm. Yeah, it's I think the Misosu Woods, which the distance from Nikamoy. That is quite far. Yeah. That's yeah, it's quite far, farther than the uh, uncharted North Ter like mountains. It seems. That's okay. We've got a solution. Hey, Norridge. Have you tried clicking your heels two times and then standing on your skateboard? Norridge. No, I don't think I have. Uh, let me let me give that a shot. Uh, so Norridge is going to do exactly that. He's going to click his heels twice and he's going to stand on his skateboard. Fantastic four style. Silver surfer. The skateboard doesn't need to touch the ground. <laughs> and then if Chico is okay with being on my back, I go as fast as the carriage does. 
Yes. That works. Ah, I think we, we're on our way, and you got your magical skateboard that hovers in the air. This is going to be great. We'll make it there in no time. We've probably got extra time if you want to visit your friend. I don't know. So, GM, it's two days if we go by carriage, and it's three days away, like the event yeah. is? Yeah, the, it's three days from the summer solstice, uh, and yeah, the travel is two and a half days. Okay. I mean, if you want to visit your friend... It does look really out of the way, um, but I'm not trying to shoot down your idea. I'm trying to yes and, and I did I happen to already imbue the skateboard with an air elemental, so. That is true. Whatever you guys want to do, I support you. You can do it. You can visit your friend. Yeah, it's, it's entirely up to you, up to you guys, because you found, you found a solution for transportation, it seems. I'm, I'm down to just go. I, I think a half day is going to be plenty of prep time for for norwich okay uh are you gonna leave oh sorry oh i was just gonna say plus we have two and a half days to discuss how we're gonna do this yeah so are you gonna like spend the half day preparing in the city of nikmoy and then leave and get there exactly the day of or do you want to leave right away get there half a day early and prepare at the village norwich is ready to go um and he's he's just kind of like antsy like he's he's hoping we can just get on the road. Do you have a present for your parents? Whenever I show up to Daddy, which if you see the movie Clueless, she calls him Daddy, and it's hilarious. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's good to think about the things that they need and want. And when other people are happier, they're nicer to you. What do they need or want? Well, you know, I haven't been there in a while. I know that they appreciate uh, they appreciate some nice. Some nice armaments, uh, so, you know, weapons, uh, armor, anything kind of in that vein uh, that they can they can do. Uh, so maybe, I guess maybe it wouldn't hurt going to, uh, going to a weapon salesman, bringing something nice. Um, if nothing else, just to, just to soften the blows uh, when I start getting hit. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I'm not sure about that. Uh... I don't think they'd expect anything from a little bunny rabbit, except maybe some vegetables, which I don't think they really care for. Yeah, we like our veggies up there. We don't get it done, so. Probably offer them a carrot and they'll think, oh, that's adorable coming from a little rabbit. They won't care. (laughs) And I think that'll just make them happy. I don't think they've ever seen a talking rabbit before. I'll be completely honest. I don't know if if most people up there have ever felt the emotion of happiness. Uh, It's it's just kind of like rage, uh... And apathy. That's <gasps> that's kind of the two oh, the two things up there. That's that's tragic. I okay. I hope you don't mind, but I'm gonna pick up some of my favorite manga, and I'll just pop them in the saddlebags here. This one, it's a shojo. It's adorable. You can't help but feel happy when you read it. You know what? I'm not gonna stop you. You know, I think it would be a good idea as well. Can you make like a a happy potion or something? It makes them happy, like <laughs> something that makes them all loopy. I'm pretty sure you can come up with something. Yes, we call it coffee, and I'm going to bring like <laughs> thermos. Um, oh, and some really good beans. And yeah, so I'm going to bring, it's like a care package. <laughs> it's like a girl's night care, care package. It's got things that you can't help but smile. Amazing. I love it. Um, I think on the way out, Norridge is going to stop at a um, 
uh, like a weaponsmith. Okay. Um, and he's just going to pick up like uh, a very like Nicomuian weapon, uh, whatever that is. So like maybe, you know, maybe it's something that has kind of a, a, a unique, not art style, but like build um, that's like unique to Nicomui, you know, uh, like I, I would imagine something kind of like more on the ornate ceremonial side, just because a lot of the the giant armor and weapons are very utilitarian. Um, so they're they're relatively plain. Um, so, yeah, just something kind of like ceremonial and uh, and nice looking. And Norwich is willing to spend a spend a decent amount on it. I mean, it is for his parents after all. Okay, so what kind of weapon would you like to purchase? Because you can get a uh, a knife, uh, I would say a rapier also, or a gun. Like a, a gun might be, because uh, I mean, guns yeah, are you know in this what? world. <laughs> Norge is going to buy his parents a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Hey, mom. Hey, dad. Here's my present for after not seeing me for three years. Here's a gun. Uh, so what kind of gun is it? Is it going to be like a, a rifle, a pistol? Like, imagine just like this tiny little pistol and giant... I don't know if they'd be able to pull the trigger. Oh. I, so I'm imagining. Could I make a suggestion? Like Absolutely. A, like like a big comical blunderbuss. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. I'm imagining some kind of like it's a blunderbuss, but instead of being operated by trigger, it's operated by like, um, like <laughs> pump or like like a bolt action <laughs> rifle. But the bolt is like there's one for reloading and then there's one for shooting. That's that's what I'm imagining. Just this big, like, just garishly big bolt action rifle to the point where, like, it it looks it looks big for Norwich. That's how big I'm imagining this gun. <laughs> OK, so like you just uh, you go up and you ask, what's the biggest gun you've got? <laughs> yep. Um, I, I just go up and say, I need a big gun, uh, something so big that it makes me look small. Uh, yeah, you just see this, um, this Earth Genasi woman at the counter just, uh, widens her eyes because she doesn't see that many giants come in, says, uh, you want something that makes, that makes you look small? Uh, yep. I'm going home to mom and dad and I wanted to bring them a gift. Uh, they're both about 25, 30 feet tall. So something, something nice for him, you know? All right. Well, we, we do, we do got... A gun. We call it um, the big bootylicious blunderbuss. Uh, I'll uh, I'll come. I'll go take it out of the back for you. Might take me a few minutes though, because I'm gonna have to sort through some stuff. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do you want my help carrying it out? Uh, she kind of just like uh, flexes her 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 arms. You see that she has muscles. She says, "You know what? I I think I'll be fine, but I'll sh- I'll holler for you if I need help." Sure, she certainly. Goes, she goes back into the, uh, into the uh, back. You hear a little bit of, um, you hear some crashing sounds. You hear some, uh, you hear some cursing, and then finally she just comes out dragging this enormous gun that's probably about that's a uh, six feet long, maybe uh, two to three feet wide. Its um, its its handle is about maybe yeah three and a half feet wide. Oh, just this is garishly, perfect. Uh, <laughs> it's very large, very garish. And, um, what is a sort of Nikamui, uh, color? Does it have, like, a color? 
Blue and white. Maybe the neighborhood that Norwich lives in has one. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Maybe I like the I like blue and white. Blue and white, safe. There you go. That's your local sports team's colors. (laughs) Almost. What was the name of this gun? Uh, The big bootylicious blunderbuss. Big bootylicious blunderbuss. Yeah, I got it right. Uh, yeah, and it has, um, it actually has, uh, cloud patterns on it, so it's, like, blue, but with white cloud paintings. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, I don't know how much it'll cost. It'll cost, like, about 1,500 gold. Easy. I'll, I'll help pitch in. Oh, no, no need. I got it. Uh, and Norwich is gonna slap down 1,500 gold. Uh, no, I appreciate it, but, uh, this has been burning a hole in my pocket, and honestly, I'm not sure how long I'm gonna have left to use it, so, may as well. Oh, shucks. All right, then, uh, and I turn to Barbara. Barbara, can I add a little bit of stuff to your care package? Because I want to help out a little bit. Maybe add a little bit, little small things, like some carrots here, some tomatoes there, and, (laughs) and make a little straw doll and add it, holding on to all, yeah, that looks nice. It's in a wicker basket that you made. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that too. Yeah. I'll make the basket. Yeah. Looks nice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh is is there anything you guys anything else you guys would like to do before you uh begin your journey? No. Uh, nope. No, we're good. <laughs> okay. Uh so yeah, you guys uh, set out. Um, Barbara using her own uh, her own hooves as a method of transportation. Uh, Shiko riding on Barbara's back, all uh, mm-hmm. cavalry style, and um, Norwich on a floating skateboard. Came basically a hoverboard. Pretty cool. <laughs> Driven by a wind elemental. Uh, so yeah, I'll say the. Um, the, the the travel goes by. Um, you see a lot of very scenic things. Mountains are are quite beautiful. Um, Norwich, you feel like pretty nostalgic because this is pretty similar to the route that you went when you left the mm-hmm. uh, the village. Um, yeah, is there anything you're looking out for while traveling? Or are you just enjoying? I it? think I think Norwich is is just kind of in his own head right now. Um, the only thing that he would probably want to do is the um, the first night that we get there. Um, I have a move called Lore of Flame. Um, if anybody else wants to like jump in before that, feel free. No, right. what's Lore of Flame? Yes. So uh, the first night, once uh, you know we've stopped for the evening, um, you know after. We've uh, we've had our meal and we're just kind of sitting around the fire. Um, Norwich is going to stare into a source of fire looking for answers. So I am going to roll whiz, wisdom, and on a hit, um, I will get to I will get to get something new and interesting about the current situation. That being my impending fight with potentially my family, potentially the shadow cabal. Uh, who knows? Is this a sort of look into the future thing? Uh, it certainly could be. It says the GM will tell you something new and interesting about the current situation. Um, but if I'm reframing the current situation as more of a general, what do I do about my family and this? 
Uh, let me know if that fits. Otherwise, um, that's that's all I had kind of in the in the interim travel here. Okay. Uh, I, I I will tell you something new and interesting. But first, I'll I tell you something that your character would. Um, yeah, actually, I'll, I'll tell you what your character would know about these um, upcoming like trials, like what um, they might have to what you might have to do. Um, so yes, these trials are one on on one. It's uh, the fight is decided by who either submits, like raises a hand in in defeat, or gets killed because someone might be too proud to raise their hand in defeat and just you know fight to the death, do mm-hmm. everything in their power to win. Uh, you know this person, uh, Rocky, used to be a childhood friend of yours until like you started showing that you cannot rage, you cannot anger. Then she started being a bully. She started picking on you. Mm. Uh, And yeah, it's like the situation where your parents were like, why can't you be more like that? That's kind of like the the sort of vibe with that person. Like she's always been a show off, been favored a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I see. Uh, And so you know that the final trial is the trial by combat where they will have to fight either the chief or the chief's wife um, and either take over their position if they kill them or just make them uh, make them raise a hand in defeat. Mm. So that's what happens in the final trial. Uh, something new about this situation is... Hmm. Well, it's... Uh, you found it sort of new and and interesting that this Shadow Cabal member could cast spells or had scrolls that are very high level spells. So do with that information what you will. Noted. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I think that's that's kind of the bulk of what Norge would be doing. Um, certainly he'll he'll fill Chico and Barbara in on his story and kind of how we got to Nikamui, the customs of Giants Landing. Um, but outside of outside of that and more like functional talk, Norwich is unusually quiet. So you grew up in Giants Landing and they kicked you out. Your dad was supposed to kill you, but instead you got kicked out. And then you went to a monastery and then you got triggered. I won't say the word. And the Shadow Cabal can make you kill people if you hear the wrong word? Uh, yep, that's basically it. Uh, you know, that's that's kind of how it happened. Uh, it's kind of a kind of a fun existence. You know, I there was a good long while where I didn't feel that I really had to worry about the Cabal coming back. But uh, so that's always, you know, kind of fun having that over your head. How do we get you to back down once you are in, like, ninja assassin mode? So, the one thing that would work, if you put me into that mode before the Cabal can, I'm under the control of whoever puts me in there. So, if you put me in, if you say the word, then I'm under your command, not, and I will not be able to be out of that command until my... Um, either, you know, a couple minutes of, uh, cool down period where nobody's saying anything to me, or I 
uh, I enact whatever I was told to do. Oh, okay. All right. Brimstone. Um, and with that, Norwich, <laughs> um, like, he he was, like, holding a plate of, I'm, I'm imagining they had, you know, some, like, like a little dessert or something. So Norwich just drops it on the ground. Um, his eyes go completely black, and he just stands at rigid attention. Chico looks at Barbara. Barbara, what are you doing? I have a plan. Norwich, the only one who can activate your brimstone is a member of the fire-breathing kittens. Now exit the brimstone stage. Um, so I think, would I be able to flavor this? Uh, what, Pardon? Would I be able to to flavor how this looks? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, please so describe I think, how it looks. Sorry. So I think how this looks is so those burning eyes that um, that Norridge had for like a second in the fight with the the cat folk, those come back and they almost burn away the um, the like the blackness of the shadow the shadow possession, um, and then Norridge's eyes come back to normal. Um, and so he kind of looks around and he's like, I, uh, I didn't think it was going to be that easy. (laughs) We'll find out if that worked or not, but I couldn't help but try. I mean, I feel, I certainly feel normal. Uh, so maybe, maybe that worked. I, I guess we'll see. Wow, Barbara, that was an incredible idea. Good thinking. Yeah, that was great thing. I really... I wish somebody had done that sooner. That was great. <laughs> Man, if you tried to talk to me before doing it, I'd probably talked you out of it, and it would never happen. Now you did it without telling me, and that, that was probably a good idea. Chico, you sound very bitter, but you're included, too. Oh, shucks. <laughs> I didn't just limit it to me. <laughs> you're right. I'm, I'm helping, too, what I can. Yeah, you can, you can run a Norwich bot. <laughs> <if you want. laughs> uh, yeah, so... I guess you guys have reprogrammed Norwich. I mean, it's, it's up to you, Norwich, what uh, what you do, whether this reprogramming works or not. Uh, I will let you. I will let you determine whether that works or not. In Norwich's mind, it it's like, oh yeah, it was just that simple. <laughs> we'll find okay. out. <laughs> yeah, you guys. You guys will find out. <laughs> I guess we will. Uh, so. Yeah, this is this was the first night. The first night uh, passes. Um, guys, doing anything particular for the rest of the trip, or you're just gonna do you want to just skip over that and then get to the village? Uh, while we're out camping, I guess we're camping one night. A coyote will end up in my backpack again. That's usually a <laughs> sign of of you know of tri- trials and tribulations to come. And Chico's horse goddess Mai looking after him send him one of her coyotes and of course it's nipping at the back of my neck in the middle of the night ow what you st- oh shoot another coyote oh that's not <laughs> bode well okay so this is a so you want this to be a particularly sassy one? Oh, they're they, they've always been particularly <laughs> sassy <laughs> uh okay well um this one is this one is a rare melanistic morph of a coyote. What does that mean? 
melanistic means that it's uh, all black. So it's the opposite of oh. albino, where it has no pigment. It has so much pigment that it is completely saturated pigment and not. And I, I see melanin as a melanin. I thought you meant like melanin is like watermelon. I'm like, wait, it's colored <laughs> like a watermelon. <laughs> watermelon coyote. <laughs> Uh, Watermelon Coyote sounds really funny. (laughs) I feel like that could very easily just be the title. (laughs) We are in a fantasy world. Do you want watermelon or cantaloupe? No, no, no. I like the I like the solid black. It makes more sense and it's cooler. Mine's just kind of dumb. Like, like let my internal thoughts come out for a moment. Watermelon Coyote. It's it's like dipping at you um, in the middle of the night, and you almost don't notice it because it just blends in so well with the with mm. the like almost pitch black night. You're just like, what what is going on? And then you like kind of spring over, and then you grasp fur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I realize, yeah, it's it's gonna go sniffing through your pack and trying to eat any uh, any food scraps it finds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, have fun with that, and don't make any messes in there. I imagine eventually just falls asleep. Yeah, eventually you notice your pack stop moving once, uh, <laughs> once the snuffling and uh, and dog eating sounds have subsided. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, next morning Chico wakes up and goes. To everyone and said, "Well, I've got some. I guess news of for some foreboding news. I got a coyote with me now, and that's usually a sign that." Something terrible is going to happen. Now I'm going to have to stand up and fight. So just want to let y'all know that happened. Also, I I, I think you, you'll be fine. You won't have to worry about the shadow cabal because what, what, whatever you're doing that, that, that fighting, that, that competition, that if you're going to go through with it, we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep an eye out for that shadow cabal. Make sure they don't ruin it for you. All right. I, uh, I appreciate that. If you see him, just, uh, just yell brimstone. Um, and with that, Norwich becomes he goes into his uh he goes into his sleeper agent for a second um mm. for like three four minutes until he <laughs> snaps back out of it uh yep just just say that name all right yeah it is morning you guys continue on on your travel through the through the mountains and uh i would say because of the speed of the hoverboard and um barbara do you have any like potions that you're taking that'll make you faster like are, are you drinking some of the coffee <laughs> oh yeah yeah drinking the coffee i've uh, got some let's see i can spout lore about the magical stuff we're walking past so good you guys are learning so much about herbs <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but i Ooh, you know what oh go ahead sorry i don't know i just i don't think mechanically i have anything to make myself faster i just am a centaur I don't know if this will work, but I want to I want to run it by you to see if it'll work. Um, so I have a move called Zuko style, uh, which is when I bend a flame to my will, I can roll whiz wisdom on a 10 or higher. It does as I command, taking the shape and movement I desire for as long as it has fuel on which to burn on a seven to nine. The effect is short lived, lasting only a moment. So what I want to do is use is just control fire and turn like just put jet engines on the back of the two of us, um, like propelling us further, faster. <laughs> is Will you allow that? Uh, oh, you're asking the GM? I thought yes. you were asking Barbara. Uh, yeah, yeah, I will allow that. Um, okay, Barbara, will you allow <laughs> for this? Two. Yeah, yeah, I love new inventions. Um, I'm going right. to watch as you do it to make sure I learn how. 
Um, so I think the the morning of the second day, Norwich is is um, you know as we're kind of packing up and getting ready to go, Norwich is going to grab a whole bunch of um, sticks and just like craft some kind of apparatus to like hold it behind us. Um, and he's going to say, okay, so I don't know if this is going to work, but I want to try something. Um, and so Norwich is going to like, he's going to get on the skateboard and he's going to say, okay, get ready. Um, and he's going to do some like meditative movements, um, conjuring fire from, from himself and trying to ignite, um, ignite this like pyre that he's made. And... That is going to be a exactly a ten. Um, so Norwich is getting like a good amount of of this wood, like starting with kind of like sticks, um, going to like larger and larger branches until finally he gets like some small like tree trunks and just like fashions this cone. Um, and so when when this cone is lit on fire. Um, the the movement of both the skateboard and Barbara are just like as if being propelled by a rocket. Whoa. Engage the afterburners. <laughs> that looked dangerous. I didn't want to say anything, but it sure did look <laughs> dangerous. But now it looks like you got it under control. Do the airwalk. <laughs> uh, I've been looking up skateboarding terms, and an airwalk is an aerial trick in which the skater grabs the nose of the board, kicks the feet out while in the air, and then quickly back on when you're about to land it. Mm. Wow, Barbara, you you sure are knowledgeable about these these cool <laughs> people words. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I, I would say that takes your um, day of travel. Like it was going to be a day and a half because you already did one day. It makes it just a single day, so you can get to the village upon nighttime. Perfect, and yeah, I think what you. Um, what everybody sees as we kind of get up to the village, the the last vestiges of these um, these like fuel engines uh, coming to a stop, and you know as we're coming back towards normal speed, um, you see. So at this point, we are well and truly in the mountains. Even though it's summer, um, there's still some like snow on the ground here and there, um, and you see this like giant like a truly giant bonfire. And when I say a giant bonfire, um, you know, in, I guess, in IRL terms, sometimes when you have these big bonfires, you'll basically make like a one-story log cabin. So like a, you know, a 10 or a 12-foot fire, and you'll light that on. So um, bring that out to giant size, um, you know, there's probably this 65 or 70-foot just behemoth of like this wood pile that is just burning and you can i mean you can smell it for miles you can like when you know when we come over the that last foothill um to where we can see this clearing that is giant's landing you just see this massive flame in the middle of uh this settlement Hmm. yeah i mean that is obviously a very clear beacon telling you uh where where you can uh, go, and um, and when you arrive, it'll be the next part of our episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, because this seems like a very good place to take a break. Um, so yeah, joining us today were 
Barbara, I have prepared shoujo manga in a nail care kit with colorful polishes <laughs> in a cute wicker basket. <laughs> Chico. This is really exciting and really... Uh, I'm a little worried because I got this melanistic coyote with me all black. That's a, usually all black is usually a sign of bad luck, but that just got me steeled and prepared. This is Nor this is Norge's life we're talking about. We got we got to make sure everything works out for him, just like it worked out for me. And last but not least, Norge. I really hope I don't die in the next couple of minutes here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will see that when we get back after the break, but. Right before we break, we have a review. Yes, from Potato Chips and Cheese, which sounds delicious. I love all of these episodes. My favorite character is Rain, the normal human. (laughs) 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 Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Today's mid-episode shout-out is from OG Blob Blob, who says, quote, Good Luck High Five is a podcast about Magic the Gathering. Whether you're a new player, a player who likes to sling spells at the kitchen table, an arena buff, or someone who loves competition and dreams of the professional circuit, GL5 oh is for you! Fun decks, tournament updates, absurdly funny segments. Every episode is full of at least 1,000 laughs and some excellent tips and knowledge. End quote. Arrange for us to read your shout-out at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com. Find our books on Amazon, audiobooks on Audible, and tell your friends about us, Fire Breathing Kittens. Okay, so last time uh, we were all here, last time on Fire Breathing Kittens, um, a bunch of things happened. Uh, would anyone like to give a recap? I could do it. Okay, go ahead, Norwich. Okay, so basically, uh, we were hanging out by the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild, and all of a sudden, uh, everybody kind of stopped, and there was a... Well, before that, uh, I got a letter from my dear old dad uh, saying that I should come back and do a trial of combat to uh, remove myself from exile, which doesn't usually happen. Uh, as we were doing that, a, uh, a portal opened up. We, Everybody else froze, uh, and then a member of the Shadow Cabal came and tried to kill... Barbara and Chico. Uh, we prevented that, knocked them out good, and we decided that we were all going to go up to Giant's Landing, uh, knowing that the Shadow Cabal is also going to be there to try and take me back and uh, make me pay for leaving their organization a few years back. So we we went up there. Um, I did some cool stuff with fire to make us go faster, and here we are, uh, looking over at the village right now. Okay. And, uh, oh yes, another thing you did was identify the type of poison to be a very rare type of uh, venom derived from black dragons, and the antidote is also derived from them. Or their hearts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you arrive, and it is nightfall, to the village of Giant's Landing, so the first thing that you see is that 70-foot-tall uh, bonfire that was, uh, that was described in the last part of the episode. And you notice that the houses are quite strange. They're not 
really uh, built to be houses or cottages, but they're rather carved into the sides of the mountain, as if the mountains are the village themselves. Um, now there are uh, there are rock piles, and the rocks are shaped in a way that uh, makes them into doorways. You also see uh, a lot of igneous rock because the the rock must have been shaped when it was molten hot or or lava. And that is how the village looks like. It is, um, at very first glance, indistinguishable from the rest of the mountains, but then you start to see the entryways. Uh, and gathered around the bonfire, you see several figures that are over 20 feet tall. You see one with slate gray skin, dark red hair like autumn leaves, that's 23 feet tall, wearing uh, bright, heavy fire giant armor. Uh, he's currently in conversation with a woman that is darker-skinned, but with lighter lighter hair, also wearing a uh, fire giant's armor. And you see some others gathered around. You see a child that's about <laughs> six feet tall, just playing around the around the fire, hacking with the with the toy axe that <laughs> is pretty much a full-sized axe for normal humanoids. And you just see other giants around the around the fire. How tall is Barbara? Seven feet tall. Barbara, you look small now, and I look incredibly diminutive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and even Norwich is over seven feet tall, nearly eight feet tall. Uh, is also diminutive in comparison to these giants. You said he was the run of the litter. I didn't know you meant. Like the runtiest of the litterists, uh, I've been scared that not not only are they not gonna notice me, they're probably gonna step on me by accident. Well, uh, they're I mean they're pretty good at keeping an eye out on things. Uh, they certainly won't do anything to you, especially because you're uh, you're outsiders. You're uh, you're coming with me, and I know I don't have the best rep, but uh, they need to keep me safe for uh, tomorrow. So. You're in good hands. Plus, uh, my parents are the chieftains of the village, so we kind of have that going for us. I totally forgot to ask. Do you have any siblings, Norwich? I need to remember. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know any of, of any siblings. <laughs> nope. Uh, just me. Uh, I'm, I'm the only child. Uh, I feel like my parents kind of wish that they, I may have had some siblings, but, uh, nope, just me. Interesting. Well, I'm glad we hauled ass to get here, because we got here with plenty of time. That is true. And as you guys are approaching the village, um, one of them notices, and you hear, uh, you, you kind of, like, hear a, um, oh, over there, they're approaching from the distance, and then you see, uh, you see, well, <laughs> Norwich, your parents turning and, uh, and and facing you. They um they were kind of crouching by the, they were sitting on some boulders around the giant bonfire. But now they they stand at your approach. And yeah, how are you approaching them? So, I don't know if Norwich quite knows. Um, he's definitely very reverent. Um, so he'll. He'll go up, um, and I imagine there's like a pretty ceremonial thing for, 
you know, when, when people return. Um, so he's gonna, he's gonna approach, um, his parents and just wordlessly, he's going to, um, he's going to present the, uh, the big bootylicious blunderbuss. Um, and he's just going to look up at his mother, who is the, um, the chieftain, like the head chieftain, uh, present it to her and say, uh, hello, mother. Uh, I'm not quite sure how to do this. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to be taboo, but I brought this for you and dad. Um, something, something that I came across in my trouble, uh, in my travels. Uh, I, I hope you find good use for it in, uh, in your next combat. And he just presents, uh, presents this gun to his mother. Okay. So you approach your mother, uh, presenting it to her kind of, I imagine that you're holding it up to her, like with, uh, yeah. with both hands. Um, she looks down at you and says, Ooh, Norwich, well, it's about time you got here. And I see you brought others as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, these are my friends, uh, Chico and Bar- Barbara. Uh, I have been working with the, uh, the fire-breeding kittens down in Nicomui. I'm not sure if you've heard of them, but they've certainly been a great help to me in getting stronger, certainly getting up here. Uh, so they will, if it's okay with you, uh, they'll be joining us for the ceremonies and... Uh, uh, be here as uh, as guests of myself, possibly as you two. I don't know how that's going to work, but she kind of uh, looks down at each of you. Her her expression not changing, just uh, her her vermilion eyes um, glowing with um, glowing with internal heat, but cold, almost like the the embers of a fire that is not quite being stoked. And she says, "Yes, I've heard about the fire breathing kittens." Uh, Sounds like a weak name to me, but apparently one of the best, the, what do you call it, teams, guilds, something like that. Uh, yeah, I suppose if you all are all individually weak, you go together and are stronger. But yes, this, uh, this Yeti, Avalanche, he told me a lot about you, said that you beat him in hand-to-hand combat? combat? Uh, yep, uh, that we did. I... Good to see you, Avalanche. And he kind of waves over at him. Uh, yeah, Avalanche says, oh, the Avalanche is glad to see you now. Um, I imagine they do like a, like a predator handshake, just like, (laughs) uh, yep. Uh, you know, the fire breathing kittens, I know that's not really your style up here. Um, I know it's more kind of collectivist than, than you are up here, but. It's it's been a big help. I've been doing really good things, Ma. Mm, she just looks down at you, then looks at this uh, this blunderbuss, which she finally takes from your hand. She made you kind of hold it up for a while. Uh, just holds it in one single hand because she's about twenty foot tall, and just like, what am I supposed to do with this? Oh, uh, well, first of all, don't point it at anybody. It hurts. Uh, but you take it. And so you can put like a boulder in there or a cannonball or, you know, uh, incendiary bombs, any kind of thing that you fire and you take this big bolt, um, and you pull it and it fires and it makes things hurt. Ah, strange weapon. Well, it's, uh, I know it's not something that you see up here every day. So I wanted to bring you something special. All right. Well, uh, until you've proven yourself to 
Rest the village, you are... You may stay somewhere outside the village. You came a bit early. We, uh... We were here ahead of schedule. I, uh... I just wanted to make sure I was here just in case, uh... Anything happens. What could happen? Well, you know, you are, we are very strong and good at defending ourselves. <sighs> yeah, uh, I know that. But, uh, well, one of the, one of the people that I worked with, uh, before the fire-breeding kittens, uh, they're not so good. Uh, they're also very strong and they're in numbers. Um, I have intelligence that they're going to try and meet us here. I'm not sure what that means, uh, but... I, I left their group. Uh, they were not doing good things. I didn't want to be a part of it. So I left. Uh, and they want me back. And I, I'm not sure what kind of damage they can do. But uh, at the very least, we know that they have uh, access to some very strong poisons. Uh, my, my friend Barbara here can, can fill you in on what that looks like. Uh, my friend Chico here almost got stabbed by it. Uh, but does not look like a good time. And I just... I don't want to, uh, I, I want to make sure that precautions are taken. Oh my gosh, the poison was green and acid, and it was made out of a black dragon. I will rattle on so many traits about this poison. Well, she's rattling on. Can I, would, I, would she be able to grab the, uh, the uh, care package that you made for uh, family? I hand Chico the wicker basket with the shoujo manga, coffee beans, nail care kit, colorful polishes, and vegetables. Mm. So, Clotilda looks down at the two of you and says, Oh, so you're Norwich's guests? Uh, well, I suppose you can stay, just know that you cannot participate in the trial with him. It, he is supposed to show his own unique strength. Understand that, right? Yes, he says, kind of shaky and scared of this towering. By the way, how small is this care package? Can can she like? Does the entire basket fit in like the the pit of like the palm of her hand? Yeah, she reaches down and takes it with like two fingers, and then like just puts it in her <laughs> other hand and holds it. And it's literally just sitting in the palm of her hand. <laughs> Barbara, I think we messed up. <laughs> We might be needing some more nail polish. Nail polish? What is that supposed to do? Oh my gosh, I'll show you. <laughs> I reach into the, where I reach up for the, the wicker basket, I guess. I, I, I can't reach it. And I'm like trying to demonstrate. Yeah. Okay. She's she nervous. Down, so I can, okay. Uh, yeah, she just kind of like leaves her hand there and stares at you. Okay. I, think, I, I take um, the nail polish out. And then I show her my hand, which is already painted. And then I, I show the application of the, <laughs> the tiny nail polish brush to the nails. And I'm like, can I paint your nails? Um, I think at this Norwich, uh, just <laughs> weakly from the side, like he's he's been like gradually just kind of moving away. But um, he, he comes back for a second. He's just like, it's like war paint, Ma. Oh, war paint, you say war paint for the nails? Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, she kind of, um, she looks over at her husband, who is, um, like about three feet taller than, than her, but other than that, around the same size, and says, Do you hear that, Garrick? War paint for your nails. Want to try it? 
And then he comes over and and just like looks down at you and says, "Well, I mean, I suppose it's I suppose it's all right. Uh, well, you know, these guests have come a long way, and I guess we should be open to what they have to offer. Uh, well, I can show you where a sheltered place to sleep for the night. Uh, according to her, you're not welcome in the village, but I know somewhere. Uh." And then he bends down, like, uh, kind of crouches to uh, to face you guys. I mean, still considerably taller, but a little bit close to eye level. And says, I suppose there's time before the trial. You can paint, you can do war paint on my nails. Oh my like. gosh, I love this. I make them coffee so that they can sip as I paint their nails. And I'm like, so what was Norwich like as a kid? And I'm like painting. I let them pick out their colors, oh of course. <laughs> and then if chico wants to set up camp um <laughs> chico will go to set up camp he would usually in this kind of situation like going around the village like talking to all the kids and like giving them like straw dolls but at this point <laughs> they'd be like little straw like I, I don't even know what to call it, like tiny like they wouldn't even notice they'd probably try to like pet the bunny and like kill him in the process so he's going <laughs> he's going to make camp Okay, so just to clarify, it was only Garrick that allowed his nails to be war painted. Clotilda did not want that. Ooh, that's <laughs> she wasn't okay. into that idea. Hey, and, nail polish um, is universal, unigender. It should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, Clotilda just kind of goes back to the bonfire, unless any of you address her directly. Actually, even if you address her directly, she's just going to ignore you. <laughs> That's how she is. I hope uh, they do. <laughs> but Garrick will uh, go with you, just um, lumbering, 23-foot-tall giant, kind of directing you toward a outcropping of, of rock. Well, the space underneath it outcropping. Oh, that's nice. So we're under the outcropping. Chico's setting it up, so it's nice, like putting down like the bedrolls? I don't know. Chico, what are you up to? Uh, straw bed bedding. Yeah. And whatnot. Thanks, straw. Everything's straw and like harvest festival themed. Just <laughs> like the last episode. I imagine. Like, oh. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I imagine um, Norridge refuses any kind of like comfort and he's just going to sleep out on the rock. Um, Toughen himself up. Yeah. Uh, I start um, painting your dad's nails and asking questions. Like, I'm like. Do you want blue, red, pearly white? And I've got hollow. Uh, what'd you say? Hollow. I show him it. And if you've ever seen a CD, the way it changes when you tilt it in the light from like all the colors of the rainbow. Hmm. Well, some red, I suppose. And maybe the hollow. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Make the, uh, can you make it look like it was blood splatters? Oh my gosh, I totally can. I start decorating the nails. And because I'm so much smaller, I am a really good nail technician, even though I have no formal training. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can, like, the surface area is huge. So it's basically like you're doing a, almost like a painting. Like, it's a full-on canvas. So you can do whatever design you like on it. <laughs> I, I love the image of this. That's so cute. Uh, unpaid legitimate promotion for Hollow Taco. I'm using that shade of hollow red. Yes. Like, 
if you browse there's so many to pick from uh so yeah he just kind of like just sits cross-legged stoically presenting the hand not really moving um but before we get to like what your conversation is with with him uh shiko did you say that you're gonna go to the children and give them straw dolls no, I said that's what I usually do in these situations where I'm uh-huh. visiting, where I'm visiting like a village and everyone's, you know, meeting me and I'm like going around the children and like just being just fun, fun, like Easter rabbit kind of thing, kind of motif going around, giving out gifts and they're all having a good time. Not here. <laughs> these kids are like going to, going to crush me by accident or hold me in the head and say, good buddy, good, nice buddy. And like rip my skin off by accident. And say, oh, no, it's not moving. <laughs> Everyone here is Lenny from Of Mice and Men. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> but they're not, they're, there are no good intentions behind it. <laughs> yeah, so like, Sheikah's just, <laughs> they just don't know Sheikah, any better. All they know is you, to you kill. Actually, yeah, you, you do catch the attention of, uh, of, of one of the children, even though you don't necessarily want it. It's like, uh, he goes, oh, look. A rabbit? Can I? Can I go? Can, can, can I go? Can I go squish it? <laughs> you hear Chico go <laughs> squeak, and then you just see puff, poof, and it leaves. He leaves behind the scare a rabbit scarecrow. <laughs> so it looks just as cute. So, <laughs> and then Chico looking from a bush is watching what he's doing to the scarecrow to get an idea. Oh, yeah. So what does oh, he do to the scarecrow? A... So you see him rush again. He has like a. A, a toy great axe for them, uh, but it's still the same size. He just goes and whacks it, <laughs> and then um, just goes, goes, look, boom, over here, look what I'm doing. And then she just goes, I, I, are you sure you're supposed to be doing that to the guests? Uh, <laughs> and then, come back here, stop, stop killing them. She goes like hiding in the bush, like looking on in horror, and like slowly kind of slinks away. And it starts hopping towards his shelter <laughs> to prepare a camp. He's going to be hiding from everyone here. Um, yeah, th- thankfully, the, the the child seems to just like, he just takes the um, now straw replicant and says, what is this? Oh, well, I suppose I could. Uh, and then he starts like tearing it apart just as, as he goes back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you do manage to make it back to the shelter without attracting any other children. <laughs> Nora's just kind of, Nora's just kind of like sighs when when Chico comes back, and he's just like, "Yep, that's that's my upbringing." Well, other than that, they seem like pretty upstanding people for you know being giants. I'm sure sure it's okay. Well. I have something to tell Barbara when she comes back. You've got a new fear now. <laughs> Giant children. Uh, meanwhile, I am totally like, I've got coffee brewing in the camp kettle. You know, a big pot to make one cup for this person. <laughs> I've got the nail care kit. Um, the shoujo manga might be a little bit small. <laughs> you picture a giant reading a tiny book. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Norwich, like, do, um, do some people here know how to read common or, or do they all only know how to read in Fire Giant? Um, yeah, reading's not really a skill that they, uh, that they place very highly. They know Giant just cause, uh, like, 
you know, the ancestry, like ruins, that kind of stuff. But uh, definitely, definitely they don't know how to read common. Oh, okay. You're going to have to give me like an hour so I can work on a magical solution to this. But I'm sure one can be found. A translation potion. Can I do it? That's my new goal. And then I'm facilitating Norwich because you're here (laughs) and your dad's here. Yeah, I think Norwich is going to kind of walk up to Garrick. um, And he's going to be like, so, Dad, um, if I may, you know, I know the last time we we saw each other, it wasn't really on the best of terms. But uh, if I may ask, what changed uh, wanting to bring me back here? Uh, so, um, yeah, like as he approached, his eyes kind of like narrow. At first, he was sort of like slight, like somewhat relaxed, just like... Um, amused and curious by this uh, centaur. But when when you approach, he says, Oh, well, Norwich, uh, I, I suppose because we don't have any other, any other children. Uh, and we heard that you had shown that you were strong. We were thinking perhaps you had changed. Perhaps you are ready now. But uh, it is mainly because we just heard of... Uh, of things that you did, that you showed your prowess in, in combat, uh, and I wanted to see it firsthand. That's what I thought. Well, if nothing else, I don't know how tomorrow's gonna go. Uh, I don't know how the trial's gonna go, but uh, well, I at the very least know that I'll show you something you ain't never seen before. Uh, and look, um, you know, if if I don't make it, which is certainly a possibility. That, that I'm ready for. Uh, if I don't make it, when this is all said and done, I want you to have this. Um, and Norwich pulls out the, the pole arm um, and kind of takes a couple of minutes to kind of show his dad how to, like, activate the weapon um, in a way to make it, like, you know, flow or, like, heated metal. Um, and he's just like, so, you know, I know this really isn't your style. I know you preferred, like, a... Uh, Great axe or, you know, some large kind of weapon. This is more finesse, but it's gotten me through tough times. So if uh, if I don't make it uh, and I, I want you and Ma to have this to remember me by. Well, all right. Uh, well, a weapon is a weapon. And if you wield it honorably tomorrow, perhaps... Whether you make it or not, it shall be remembered as such. That's all I can ask for. Just kind of like nods at you solemnly. Yeah, Norwich nods back. Well, I'm going to go back by the by the fire. I've got a uh, well drinks waiting. He, uh, he he did take with him a full barrel because I mean a, a barrel for them is is like a cup. Yeah. Right. Oh man, <laughs> caffeine right before bed. <laughs> He's not going to sleep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he goes back to the back to the bonfire and you three are in that uh, little under that outcropping of rock. Um, I think Norwich looks to uh, Chico and Barbara um, and he's just like, hey, fellas. So I don't know what tomorrow's going to look like. I don't know if I'm going to make it out alive. I don't know if. 
Uh, you know, the Shadow Cabal might kill me. Uh, they might take me back. The uh, Rocky might also kill me. Uh, so I don't know what's going to happen. But uh, in any case, I don't think anybody's going to mess with you on your way home. Um, if worse comes to worse and, uh, you know, whatever happens, uh, you two do what you need to do, okay? I have a question. Can you give me the 411? Uh, yeah. Okay, so your match is a fight to the death with Rocky Shell Splitter, right? Uh, yeah, that's what it sounds like. So if the Shadow Cabal interferes, then they're fair game for us, right? Uh, you mean the Cabal? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it, it's not part of the one-on-one match, so like, yeah. No, I mean, uh, Fire Giants, if if nothing else, were honorable... And so if, if that happens, I would imagine that the, uh, the match will probably be paused uh, until the cabal is dealt with. And then, um, you know, depending on how we all feel, uh, we might have, you know, another night to kind of heal up from any wounds that we, that we got that weren't part of the battle. Uh, and we'll just continue it in the morning. Uh, okay. It's happened, happened a couple of times. I remember when I was a, when I was a kid. You know, sometimes sometimes people are hitting each other so hard that they knock into the mountain and they get covered in snow from an avalanche. Sometimes, you know, sometimes somebody cuts off a leg and we have to we have to pause to figure out what to do. Uh, so, yeah. Well, that's good to know. And I'm going to spend the rest of my night using the infusion move of my artificer. So infusion, I'll tell you what it does in the morning. Hmm. I. Uh, well, one more thing actually happens before the night wraps up. Um, you guys all see a different, um, a different giant. This one with uh, slate gray skin, similar to Norwich, but with uh, dark hair, um, with uh, with sort of like whitish streaks in it. Um, yeah, like it's dark red, with not quite pink, but you know, like almost a pearlescent white that reflects the light of a of a fire um this this female giant approaches your approaches your camp and um yeah norage you recognize her as rocky um norage is gonna kind of push himself up from his little uh area that he's made himself and go to meet her um so you come here to gloat before you kill me, or what? <laughs> well, 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 if it isn't... No rage. <laughs> Old friend, how have you been? And then she kind of just, like, uh, she, she lifts a, an arm up, and she, she's about, like, uh, she's 18 feet tall, <laughs> so about yeah. twice your height, and just slaps you on the shoulder <laughs> with, way, with way too much force. <laughs> uh, yeah, Norridge uh, stumbles, uh, takes a couple of steps, and, you know, kind of dusts himself off. Ah, uh, you know, things have been up and down. Uh, how are things up here? Well, when I get my, uh, my name, an honorable name tomorrow, I will have a chance to once again, uh, beat you down into the dust. Hey, you know, look, I, I've had a different outlook since leaving and being around and doing it. So, look, whatever happens, I, as, as a neutral party we were friends at one time i want to wish you luck okay 
<sighs> like I'd need it. You're the one who'll be needing all the luck. Um, I think Norridge gets a little bit of, of fire behind his eyes. Um, definitely, this is like, he, I mean, he's been on edge the whole time. And so he, he gets a little bit of fire behind his eyes. Um, and he like his stance, it was, you know, kind of just like hunched over, like very small. He like stands up straight and he's like, no, you know, I don't think I do. I think, I think this is going to be a, a closer fight than you may be thinking. Uh, you know, watch your back, Rocky. <laughs> yeah. So she, she kind of, uh, Rocky sort of notices like you had, um, like, oh, like you had an idea you were about to do something and then just don't do it. And then turns back to Norwich and says, well, watch my back from what those, Pfft. um, no, this whole time Norwich is getting like, I don't want to say angry, but like more and more, uh, frustrated if you will. And so he, um, he, for a second, he like loses control and he takes a, um, he takes like a ball, like he finds, uh, just like a tree that's kind of standing, standing alone. Um, and so he takes a, like a, he, he forms like a ball of fire in his hands and he shoots it at the tree. Um, I will roll for this because this is a, um, I'll call this a burning brand maybe, or would this be Zuko style? Do you think? Uh, what are you trying to do with it? I'm trying to, um, make like the hottest, like fireball that I can hit it at this tree and just like completely carbonize it. Ooh. Okay. So, uh, um, no rage to some rage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, this sounds like you want to intimidate her. Is is that like what you're trying to do? So, I mean, I can say that you just do like you do that. You summon like the hottest mm. flame, but like how she reacts to that. Maybe we can that can be a role. Yeah, that's fine. I can certainly roll for that. But yeah, that's that's what Norge is going to do. Um, he's just like he's he's had enough of this, to be honest. Um, and so he's yeah. just like like magic is not. You know, the the giants have really good control over flame. They're very, like, good smiths. Um, but, like, they are not inherently magical. Um, so, like, Norwich's thought is, like, okay, here's, here's what I've learned from, you know, being able to channel my, like, my powers uh, through the Eight Paths Monastery. And, like, I'm going to, I'm going to destroy this tree just as, like, a... Maybe maybe it can do something. Um, and that role was a 10. Uh, I have ten. neutral charisma, so I think that stays at 10. Yeah, it, it would it would um, stay at 10. Uh, so yeah, I'm not sure like what the results are for a 10 plus. Could you read those out for our audience and us? Um, yes. So I guess I'll go with zuko style um so on a 10 plus uh the fire does as you command taking the shape and movement you desire for as long as it has fuel on which to burn so i would imagine that this this flame just immediately like eats this tree turns it into a pile of ash in like the span of maybe i don't know three seconds okay uh so yeah she sees that display of um of fire and of power and 
kind of looks at you, smirks, and says, eh, perhaps it won't be as boring as I think it will be. I think Nord just stays silent, uh, just kind of like looks up to meet her gaze. Um, there's still that like that warmth, like that fire behind his eyes. Yeah. Um, she says, well, whatever happens tomorrow will happen. Whatever happens, and happens. Just, uh, just nods at you and then, and then and walks back. And then, um, yeah, you see her kind of like clap with in the back and, and, and laugh with them in, the, in, in that bellowing giant laughter. I think Norridge just returns to um, Barbara and Chico and just uh, kind of sits down um, and he's just like shaking his head and he's like, oh, that that Rocky, you know, she's a strong fighter and I respect her for that. But, oh, she knows how to get under my skin. Oh, don't worry about it. I'm pretty sure Barbara's got something to handle that. Barbara, do you got anything to calm us down? Yeah, drink the coffee. Uh, yeah, Norwich. have some coffee. Norwich just takes like a big old swig of coffee. It's nice to have something warm in you. <sighs> You're right. Okay. <clears throat> um, and Norwich just kind of like takes a couple of deep breaths, um, goes through some like meditative stances, uh, repeats some mantras from uh, his his master at the monastery, uh, Malakos the 29th. And so he's just like calming himself down. He's like, okay, <sighs> I need to I need to center myself. I need to be, I, I can't fall into who they want me to be. I need to be who I am. That's the spirit. And so he's just kind of like doing some like meditative poses, um, you know, kind of working with that, like um, the earth style. So he's like, you know, moving some rocks around. He's like, he has like a little, just like a little fireball, like around that he's kind of throwing to himself and kicking up like a hacky sack kicking up in the air. Um and so he does that for probably a couple hours, um, and then he goes to bed. Mm -hmm. Okay, and yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll say, since you're doing that, you're meditating, you're centering yourself, um, you're sort of preparing, you get plus one forward to your next roll. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Nice. Yeah. Uh, all right, and Barbara, what potion are you uh, preparing? Oh man, do I have this planned? All right, so it says, infusion. When I spend an hour or so tinkering with the magic in items, I can apply a number of new magic item tags equal to my level plus one. So that's nine, nine per hour. Um, and <laughs> there's like at least eight hours between me and the morning. So I'm going to send this in the chat. I... I at first read this and I only thought I could do one per hour, so I found the Fruits Basket Volumes 1 through 12 complete set. <laughs> but it turns out I can do nine per hour, so I actually don't even lose all that much sleep because I infuse oh, wow. it with Glamoured. <laughs> with a thought from the wielder, this item can take on the form of something else. So you may have noticed I sent the Japanese version to you. But with a thought from the wielder, it can be in the language of your choosing. Interesting. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> All right. Using the mechanics, I gave them fruits basket in the language that they can read, which I think is runes, fire giant runes. Yeah. Yeah, it could be fire giant runes. Um, and could are you could also... could do one more thing before before going to sleep? So yeah, he's, of he sees Norris and he's hyping him up and he sees him go to bed and he's also a bit on edge and worried. He's going to go out and do something he hasn't done in a while. He's going to go out and he's going to like start. Crafting some straw, some straw rabbits and straw dolls, and start arranging them in a little 
in a little in a little little formation underneath a tree, real nice, and put some some vegetables there as well. He's gonna pray to Ma'i, who is his who is the harvest goddess that looks over him and his people, and ask for just some guidance on what to you know what to be prepared and what to expect for the next day because of all the things that Norge is worried about with the Shadow Cabal coming after him and him worried whether or not he's going to be able to live, you know, just get some insight on what to expect the next day. So what I'm using is a spell from my spell list called Revelation, and it's your deity answers your prayers with a moment of perfect understanding. GM will shed light on the current situation. When acting on the information, you take plus one forward. Wonderful. Is there anything, any kind of information that might come up that I would be warned of to kind of look out for Norwich? Yes. Uh, so this, this goddess, Mayi, though she doesn't present herself to you necessarily, you, you get, you get the feeling that she's there with you. And, mm-hmm. um, in, in your mind, you can see everyone gathered around the, um, around the arena you see, like, these kind of vague visions. They're, they're not, like, exactly, um, not, like, super clear or anything like this. Mm-hmm. And you can't quite make out what's happening right in the center. But at some point, you see just um, all these arrays of purple portals um, sort of emerging from, like, within the bleachers. And you see figures coming out of them. And then... Mm-hmm. Uh, the vision fades, and you hear a voice say, "Say, um, something terrible is happening. Be prepared to heal." And um, yeah, that's mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, and then I kind of wake up from the vision from a coyote nipping me on the neck, like I want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We'll go. We'll go sleep. It was a good thing I did that. Well. I don't know if that was a vision. That's just me dwelling on possibilities. I'll let Barbara know too. And I go up to Barbara. I'm pretty sure she's just hyped up on coffee, potion making <laughs> and, and like translating her mangas. And I let her know, Barbara, we got to be prepared for tomorrow. I feel like I've, I've gotten a vision of the shadow cabal coming after us. So we got to protect Norwich. I'm pretty sure you'd be okay with, I don't know, a pinky promise. Um, uh, wait. okay. I, and I'm going to roll the defense move. Defend when I stand in defense of a person, item, or location. This time it's Norwich, so I'm going to roll plus con. Is that okay, GM? Uh, so how would you defend, describe to me how would you be defending him? I have hooves. So, like, is this just at night from anything that would hap- that would come after him at night? Um, yeah, because Chico's like, this is imminent, so yeah. Oh, wait. No, I'm not saying this is imminent. Oh, okay. I'm saying this is for tomorrow. All right. Well, then During tomorrow, the bat- before the match, the I'll do mm-hmm. a defense of the match. And anything that tries to enter that location, I'll kick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So they, they did they did forbid you from being in the ring with him. But you can protect him until until like he gets into the ring, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, I'm not asking to be in the ring. I'm asking to kick things that try to go in the ring. I will help enforce the ring boundary. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I'll say like from next to where you are, where you're sitting, then you will be able to uh, defend against anyone that's around you entering the arena. Yeah, that's what I would like. Okay, so I'll do that tomorrow. Do you want me to roll for that now? Because we're talking about it. 
Uh, yeah, you know what? Sure, let's we'll see what you get. Eight. That means that I have a hold one, so I can use it once. You can use it once. Okay. And Chico says, all right, good night, Barbara. <laughs> good night, Chico. <laughs> <laughs> good night, Chico. <laughs> okay. And, and uh, from your... Oh, yes. And then, um, Barbara, from your... What's it called? Uh, manga potion infusion things. I will say that after you pre- once you present it to the giants, you will have a plus one in any sort of communications or bargaining you make with them once once Ooh. they've understood what it is and what it's for. <laughs> Assuming that they like shoujo. <laughs> I should have given them shonen. <laughs> this is a perfect opportunity to give someone one piece. <laughs> but, oh my uh, god. <laughs> Just uh, all of the one piece. Yeah. A thousand or whatever. Yeah. Oh man. Um, okay. Cool. Um, all right. So you all, um, you all rest and the sun comes up and, um, yeah, it is the solstice. That means, uh, that means everyone's going to the arena. Chico wakes up. He's hyped. I'm ready to, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to watch, watch Norge, uh, beat the other, uh, other giant, uh, Rocky. Um, Norridge is, Norridge is up and he just has that, like, that nervous energy. Um, so he's, you know, he's kind of fidgeting. He's like trying to, you know, like when he notices himself get like too carried away, he tries to like center himself, but definitely fidgety, um, on edge, just not a hundred percent sure what's going to happen. It's, it's very, I feel like it's a very strange feeling. I wouldn't know from experience, but I feel like it's a very strange experience or a very strange feeling being like, Okay, I might die. Barbara, quick, give him the happy bean juice. <laughs> you <laughs> drink too. so much coffee. <laughs> I want some too. I haven't had this. I've never had this before. I really like it. Oh, man. <laughs> You've introduced Norge. I don't know if Norge has had coffee before. I'm going, pre- I'm going to say Chico's never had coffee. He really likes the coffee. He believes in the coffee <laughs> or the happy bean juice, as he calls it. <laughs> yeah, it's- I think Norwich is like, all right, I'll take some of the happy bean juice. I need anything <laughs> I could get at this point. Oh, man, you guys. <sighs> it, you really do feel a little bit happier. I mean, drink a cup of black tea on an empty stomach for the first half of the day, you know, and it, it perks your mood up. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. True yeah, facts. for sure. <laughs> you ate yourself yeah. until you had your happy bean juice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, another title idea for the episode, Happy Beaches. <laughs> I'm writing it down right now, yeah. I've written out a couple titles, but that was one of them. <laughs> Great. It's a bit of a theme. Uh, so, yeah, all right. Um, so everyone just kind of, in, in the village, you see them getting up, getting out of those uh, strange mountainside carved houses. Which obviously, to Norwich, you're quite familiar with them, um, and they're going to the uh, the caldera that is um, right next to the town, which has been formed into an arena, basically by making the seats into giant-sized uh, bleachers made of made of rock, and then clearing an area in the center, which is um, which is covered with sand that has been ground down by the by the beating of giants' feet. And by all the weapons that are there, you see it stained in many places, red, uh, brown, and 
um, and then just the regular rock color, which is slate gray. And yeah, these these seats are made for giants. There are maybe a few sort of um, seats that he could actually sit on, but they weren't even placed there intentionally. They were just like uh, pieces that broke off of other seats, basically. That's okay. I don't really sit down. <laughs> And I'll just sit on top of you, but that's okay. Because if so, if a little giant child tries to grab me, you can run away. <laughs> <laughs> this is like your hell. By the way, Barbara, I have a new fear. It's, it's giant children. Oh, I can totally understand that. Okay. Um, so, uh, you see the um, the elders of the of the village along with your um, mother and father, Norwich, sit basically where the sort of box seats are, if it were a, uh, a, a sports ring, like right down uh, down there. Um, anyone who's, who passes you just gives you this very sort of dismissive look. They, they all don't really want to sit near where you are. Um, like... Yeah, do, do you try to sit near anyone, or do you try to sit as far away as, as you can from people? Me? Uh, they're all of you. Like, yeah, where are you guys posi- positioning yourselves in this um, arena? I position myself and Chico at the line, and I'm holding the line. I walk the line. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and where is this line? <laughs> There's not, like, a defined area for the match. Caldera is like a bowl, right? I'm walking around the rim Oh, the top rim, not not the bottom of the arena where it is. I thought you were going inside. Okay. Perimeter, yeah. No, I don't want to get punched. <laughs> I just... Okay, wanna... yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like if you're going in the arena... Uh, okay. No. Yeah. Uh, rim. So you, you walk the yeah. perimeter. Yeah, that's that's cool. My goal is to um, prevent interference. Well, my goal is to kick a Shadow Cabal member in the face. <laughs> All right. Um, how about you, Norwich? Where are you going? So I would imagine um, Norwich, I would imagine there's kind of like a like a back room area. I'm I'm seeing it as like a like a Roman gladiatorial fight where like you have the fighters in their kind of like locker rooms. Um, and I would imagine these have like various weapons and armor and things like that. So I would imagine Norwich is um, like in this staging area, wherever it may be, whether it be a room or just like an area off to the side where there's like a rack of weapons and like armor and stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. So you would be there. Uh, Clothilde is going to approach you then. And she says, now listen here, Norwich. Uh, the, the way this is going to work is first Rocky will finish her trial, which means she will fight me and whoever wins shall be the one you fight. Okay, well, if it comes down to it, hey, look, I told Dad this last night, uh, but if in the case I don't make it, uh, I want you and Dad to have my weapon. Uh, and so Norridge kind of, you know, he's been like absentmindedly kind of spinning this polearm and he's like, whatever it may be, you know, hopefully you can think of me fondly if, uh, if I don't make it, uh, hopefully you have... Some good moments to, to watch as uh, as I'm getting the life beat out of me. <laughs> uh, giant humor. <laughs> at, at that, like, uh, hearing the life get beat out of you specifically, she uh, chuckles as, okay, 
<laughs> well. <laughs> may, okay. the, may, may the sun shine down upon us and determine who will be the one to come into the light. That's kind of like the phrase that you hear before the um, before something big happens. Um, I think Norridge repeats it um, in giant, and he um, he kind of extends his his hand for a, a predator handshake with his mother. Mm, she hesitates, but then knowing that this might be the last time you two uh, speak, she uh, takes it just. Uh, doesn't quite crush your hand, but almost mm-hmm. does. <laughs> I I imagine that that's just like it's it's a giant sign of like, uh, like I see you. I'm ready to compete with you fairly. Like, um, you know, like let's let's have a good match. I imagine that that's what that is uh, symbolically. Yeah, and you know what? To see how like um how you compare it to hers. How about you roll a strength check for us? A strength check. Alrighty. Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be a four even or four. no, I'm sorry. That's gonna be a seven with my uh with my modifier. Oh. A seven. Okay, well I mean um you you do and you do squeeze her hand even even after she's almost crushed yours. I mean not with much force, but your hand is not limp in there, and then she just kind of like nods and then walks away without saying anything more. <laughs> I think um Norridge at, like when she's out of eye shot, Nora just like, um, he's just like, yes, I did it. She recognizes me. <laughs> That's cute. Love it. Um, and so Nora just just like, well, if nothing else, I have that. Let's go. Okay. Uh, so yeah, like before she went, she kind of gestured you to sit, uh, like in the inner ring, not mm-hmm. somewhere near to where she's sitting, but still like somewhere there because obviously you'll be the next contendant yeah but um you see she takes her seat and then and, and then garrick stands up and in a big booming voice that fills the entire caldera he says um fellow giants of this of giants landing village today we gather to celebrate the 25th summer solstice of who is now known as rocky shell splitter but upon completing this last trial, perhaps she'll be known as something else. She will show her chance to earn the right of wearing fire giant armor and the right of having a name or else be put to death. Uh, and then you hear the c- crowd kind of going, uh, just, yep, let us, let us start it. Let's go, kind of, you hear. And then um, Garrick says, all right, you ready, Clotilda? She nods. You ready, Rocky? And then she nods. Begin. And yeah, you see the two of them fight. And I'm going to roll for whoever wins. Oh dear. Roll percentage dice. I think as um, as Norwich is watching this, he's like, he's he's trying to like analyze both fighters just. In case he like you know, depending on who he has to fight, he's he's analyzing their moves and trying to you know, like almost play through like combat and like oh okay well you know Rocky leads with her left foot so I can do like a right foot behind the trip and she and she might fall and I and you know oh well 
Ma is, you know, Ma is heavy-handed with the with this uh, weapon, and uh, if I can if I can duck out of the way enough, then she might get tired, and I can you know win in a war. So he's he's doing these calculations, but at the same time, every time there's like a big hit landed, he like shields his eyes, which he's probably the only one in the arena that um that would think to do that, just because like mm-hmm. I mean. He's watching his mom and, like, his only childhood friend, like, beat each other to death. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Lovely. <laughs> uh, okay, I would say, like, um, this that sounds like a discern realities, like, closely studying a, a situation or person. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. even if you get a six or less, you'll know something. But I'll say, yeah, make a discern realities roll. And you do have that plus one forward. I'm not going to make it count toward your... Handshake right. thing um, that was just a flavor. Okay. I will I'll uh so that's gonna be a nine total. Nine total. Yes. Okay, and on a nine. Mm, you ask one question from the list and take plus one forward when acting on the answers. Um, okay. Then my one question is going to be what should I be on the lookout for? Um and then specifically in in regards to what like with Rocky and Clotilda, what like what's like the one tell that I can that I can see and maybe be able to capitalize on? Okay, so um, you see this. I, I'll I'll answer your question as I describe how the fight goes. So there is quite a bit of back and forth. Um, Rocky is definitely the type of fighter who uh, who wrestles she is smaller than clotilda so she tries to use clotilda's weight to her own advantage um she fights with a with a spear and she tries to jam the spear under clotilda's armor but clotilda is quite fast and expecting that to happen so most of the time she dodges often putting herself in an unfavorable position and being um being like pounded by by rocky it looks as though the fight's going to be in Clotilda's favor just because she's so much more experienced in this type of combat. But then uh, you see you see um, Rocky sort of uh, suddenly launch herself at her, pin, pin Clotilda on the ground and say something. Clotilda just kind of uh, just kind of freezes. Um, and then Rocky uses that to uh, to sort of um, bash Clotilda in, in the ribs. And, uh, and, um, everyone's kind of silent because like, that was a pretty nasty blow. And then Clotilda just raises her hand, signaling defeat. Whoa. So, um. What did she say? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> so that, that's something that you should be on the lookout for. Um, yeah. <laughs> Is she the new chief? Hmm. You shall, uh, you shall find that out because, uh, because Garrick will sort of like, after looking at in the center of the ring for a moment, just stunned as well, he will, he will raise up his, um, his great axe and say, there has been a winner here. The winner is this giant who we will now give a name and... Uh, just kind of looks at, at at Rocky, says, "Now, do you wish to become the next chieftain for a victory? Uh, if you 
If you do, you know must what must be done. And then Rocky just kind of stands up, looks toward uh, the elders, looks toward um, you, Norwich, and she drives her spear through your mother's armor, finding Holy a jink. Holy shit. Um, Norwich is just absolutely stone-faced. Um, I think when when the spear goes through, Norridge uh, can't even like bring himself to not look. And you see, as the camera pans over his face, um, you see just a small stream of tears run down from one eye. Um, Norridge just wordlessly, silently watches the, you know, listens to the, the crowd, like screaming um, and like just watching this all happen. Chico um, says something okay. to Barbara. Wait, I don't understand. She put her hands up to say she forfeits. Why did she have to die? I really don't understand either. This is a different culture than you or me are from. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. I wonder what Norwich is going to do about this. Hopefully this come back seem- home with us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, so you see, indeed, the, the, the crowd goes wild at this because, um, because obviously this is a major event. I mean, Clotilda's been chief for quite a while now, ever since she was 25. Uh, and you see Garrick just stand there and, and say, well, uh, what is her new name? And, uh... The elders kind of, you see themselves whispering and the crowd goes goes quiet again. And, uh... <laughs> and says, uh... Well, the name of this one shall signal... Shall signal ferocity and determination and ruthlessness. Her name shall be Carmona, which, uh, in the fire giant language, means ruthless. Indeed. True uh, facts. And then the... <laughs> The, uh, <laughs> the the crowd just karma na karma na. Um, yeah, you just I see think, like. Hmm? Go ahead. Um. So I think at this, Norridge has been pushed over the edge. Like, yes, his mother may not have been the nicest person. She may have been the one that you know sentenced Norridge to death, uh, however many years ago. But this is too much. So in like in the midst of this this cheering and chanting um Norridge is going to like spring off of his seat into the arena um and I'm going to use my burns twice as bright okay move. so I'm going to um I think what happens here is Norridge for the first time has an angry thought um some rage Whoa. some rage, <laughs> some rage. <laughs> And so Norridge, like, jumps into the arena, and he, like, stamps his foot, um, and, like, these little pieces of sand kind of swirl around him, um, and his whole body just, like, starts going from gray to, like, uh, like, you can start seeing the, like, his body turn from gray, his skin gradually gets more and more red, as um, the fire that was in his eyes, um, it it manifests and it it grows um, until basically the whole top of his head is looks like it's on fire. 
<laughs> um, and so Norwich is just looking at Rocky now Carvana, um, just with absolute like focus. Um, and so burns twice as bright means when you channel the flames of fate, you may tr- or the flames of fate. You may treat a missed roll as a seven to nine or a seven to nine result as a 10 plus. This may be a role you or another character has made. Uh, tell the GM something you've lost, an emotion, a memory, or some innate piece of your being. So um, the thing that pushed Norwich over the edge was Norwich remembered when he was a little kid, maybe four or five years old. Um, he and his mom were out in the woods and she was showing him how to use an ax. Um, and you know, at this point, Norwich is like four feet tall. Um, so pretty small looking guy. And he just remembers, you know, he's like, he's swinging this ax. And after all day, um, you know, they've been using this like big, uh, like a fir tree as, uh, like a dummy. And so finally, after a long day of training, Norwich um, hit the tree enough to where it fell down. And um, at that, you know, Clotilda didn't smile, but she kind of put her hand on Norwich's shoulder um, and says, you know, and said something to the effect of, I'm I'm proud of you and I can't wait to see the giant that you'll become. Um, And so that is kind of, (laughs) that's kind of what, um, so yeah, I guess the thing that I've lost is my mother, though she, you know, has not been the most present or, you know, loving. <laughs> she was still my mother and Norwich cares very deeply about her. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. So that sounds like a perfect description for how that burns twice as bright works. So what would you like to do? Um, so I think Norwich looks up at, um, at Carvana and he's just like, now, and he pulls out his, um, he pulls out his pole arm and he, um, he attaches it. So he has two like little, uh, you know, heated metal daggers and he just takes a, he takes a stance, um, and he's, he's dialed in. Okay. Uh, and you see like, uh, your, your father now with the sort of like his his expression is still just blank he says well now we give norwich flesh ripper the chance to prove himself to avenge his mother go and then he just sits down finally and uh signals for the match to begin cool so what norwich is gonna do is he so his first move is he's going to fake He's, he's going to like faint. So he's going to move as though he's like about to run towards um, Carvana, but um, he's not going to move and instead wait for her to come to him so that he can like um, what he's going to do is if she starts running, he's going to use his earth style um, monastic teachings to have a piece of earth uh, come up from the ground and like trip her as he moves to um like stab her in the shoulder with one of these pole arms i see so um all right are you looking to deal damage and also to uh like hinder her then um 
if you'll only let me do one of the other, I'll, I'll choose the hinder over the damage. But if I can do both, then okay. I'll do both. Uh, I'll say that if you if you roll a seven to nine, you can do you have to choose one and also expose yourself to an attack. If you do a 10 plus, you may do both. Sounds good. All right. Um, here we go. That's going to be a that's going to be an eight. But because of burns twice as bright, that is going to be a 10 plus. OK. Uh, OK, so before we get into into that, uh, something else happens. Oh, boy. Um, Shiko, you get this sense of familiarity, this sense of deja vu as mm. all around you or around the, the edge of the caldera. You see purple portals being um, like springing out of existence and purple robed figures um, coming out of them, going, trying to go into the crowd. Is it the crowd? Uh, yeah, they're, they're like going from outside in. Okay. So they're in the crowd and they're coming towards the center or are they actually targeting the... Okay, they're, okay, I see how it's going. Uh, Barbara, look out! Be on, be on your guard! And then I take out one of my carrots and I'm actually going to... If I see... I, I'm going to target the closest road figure and I'm okay. assuming they have like poison daggers or poison or some kind of weapon. I'm pretty sure one has a weapon in one hand and I'd like to make a call shot on one of their arms in order to dis in order to get them to drop what they're holding. All right. If I'm able to do that now. Yes. You're able okay. to do that. See how that goes. That's an 11 total. That was with the, that was with the plus one from um, the four that I had before. So All that right. hits and deals the damage. And it also, they also dropped their weapon. So let me do my damage real quick. Okay. Plus. Time to pull up the For damage. I rolled the damage dice plus the associated uh uh the associated stat or is it just yeah oh it, no it's just the dice just the dice Un unless okay. you have something that gives you plus one for like an animal's I, I, companion I ferocity see. i think Does i that? see this would just be the equi equivalent of my hunter's bow which is flavored as a thrown carrot so this is going to be okay oh wow okay max damage <laughs> and how much so damage is eight. that eight okay so with an eight damage you um you manage to um indeed just knock the knock the green coated dagger out of the guy's hand and then um you do it with such force that he actually trips and um and barrels into two more of them and now those are those two are on the on the ground as well um and now barbara you have been waiting for this moment to defend anything that comes into the arena right <laughs> it auto hits and it deals damage equal to my level, which is more than my damage dice. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, what, so what do you do? What is? What are you hitting them with? It's <laughs> your basic hook? move. Defend when I stand in defense of a person, item, or location under attack. Roll plus con. So long as I stand in defense when I or the thing I defend is attacked, you may spend a hold one for one to choose an option. And then one of the options is deal damage to the attacker equal to my level. So, uh... I kick. Actually, I mean, I have potions, but I don't want to cause mass civilian casualties like I have in the past. So I'm just going to kick. <laughs> I love this episode. This is when Barbara, like, takes off the kid's hey. gloves and just starts kicking things. I'm like, you can't, potions don't hurt me, but I'm a horse. And I, can kick. Well, I don't enjoy yes. kicking things because it feels icky. <laughs> yeah. You, you get stuff on your hooves, right? Like, ew. Right. <laughs> 
Well, either way, Chico <laughs> sees you like do this. How much damage does that do? Yeah, how much damage? What's um? We're level What's eight. What's the damage? Level, oh, level nine, eight. actually. I think oh, we're so level nine damage. All right, nine. Sweet. So I hit that guy, hit that dagger out of that guy's hand and have him all topple over and say, ha, I'll teach you. Barbara, wait. oh my gosh, Barbara. <laughs> it's just the defend move. You should be doing it too. You'd be doing nine damage. Gosh, yeah, Barbara, so- you're so strong. <laughs> I've never no. seen like, <laughs> ever seen a horse like bucking and kicking and just absolutely going ham wild in one of those like Calgary derbies. This this is what it is. Like you, you kick with your front hooves, you kick with your back hooves, people go flying. <laughs> it's quite a... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would say, like, you managed to uh, you managed to take five of them out of the action. I bet. Amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. That's awesome. All right. And in the meantime, uh, Norwich, you are fighting with Carmana. And uh, so, uh, forgive me, have you, have you done your, have you rolled for damage yet? Because, yes, you can, we can damage and hinder her. I don't believe you've rolled for damage. I did not. Uh, that's going to be four damage okay four damage uh so yeah you, you see her you see like your your polar um pierce her her shoulder and she just like kind of winces and how exactly were you hindering her again um so as she like as she is running towards me i conjured up a um like a small block of earth that came up so she tripped and she kind of like fell into my into my polearm strike and then you know as i pull it back out i imagine she like falls through or she like takes a second to catch herself yeah indeed so she she does like uh she she, she does she does fall and it roll on the, on the ground you see a little bit of blood trickling from from her but then she she keeps on rolling and then uses the momentum to get back onto her to get back onto her feet um yeah it it is <sighs> Yeah, she is going to take some kind of penalty in the next um, in the next reaction move that she gets against you, mm-hmm. uh, which will be hmm. actually right. You rolled a ten plus, so she doesn't really deal damage. It's only if you get under a nine or if you do extra damage that she can get a chance to do that. So yeah, that's basically her move, just writing herself. <laughs> um, yeah, let's, let's have another round of Carmona versus Norwich. Uh, what what are you doing next? So I think, um, I think Norridge is, she's, Norridge isn't even letting Carmana get a second. Uh, so immediately he's swung around and he's going to do this, um, this flaming roundhouse kick. Um, so like, I imagine she's kind of getting up and as she's doing, you know, as she's getting up from the roll, Norridge is doing this like flaming running, like over the head backflip roundhouse kick to um to just kind of get her right in the head as um as she's getting up. Okay, that sounds like a hack and slash, so go ahead and roll for that. Sounds good. That's going to be a five plus three is an eight. Eight. Okay, that is between seven to nine, so do your damage, but she will right. attack you. Um would I be able to add the one D6 to the, yes, I can. So I'm gonna add I'm gonna add an extra D6 of damage, but expose myself to this next attack. I think it's only on a 10 plus that you oh, can do that. It? Yeah. Uh it just says at your option. Oh, I see. Okay. Um so 
Okay, so then it's just going to be regular damage. Yeah. And that is going to be another three damage. Okay. Um, and how are you dealing this damage to her? Um, so, yeah, I think Norridge is just not even giving her a second to collect herself. And so he is just, as soon as he, as soon as he does one strike, he's into his next move. And so, you know, giants, they're very big. They don't need to be dexterous. Um, so Norridge is kind of showing off his, you know, monk, uh, monk trained dexterity by basically doing a standing backflip, having his, um, having his foot kind of heat up to the point where it's like glowing, like, you know, like a dull red glow mm-hmm. as, um, as his foot like connects with, uh, Carmana's jaw. All right. So you kick her in the face. Um, going to have to leap up and up high in the air for that, but you managed to, um, yeah. So like, uh, you do manage to hit her and you leave like, um, you leave like a, a burn or your foot hit her, but while you're in the air, she's going to take that advantage to, um, to just take one of her arms and knock you straight into the ground. And you're going to take seven points of damage. Okay. That one hurt. Um, I imagine Norridge, like a couple of ribs cracked on that. Oh my gosh. How much HP do you have? Cause my class only has like nine HP or something like that. I have uh, 23. Oh, yeah, it, it would be like a starting more. number plus your plus your constitution. So, Barbara, what's your constitution score? Well, the modifier is plus three, or do you mean the the, the num- score? Oh, okay, okay. I have six plus eighteen, then twenty-four. Wow. So yeah. You have one more HP than I do. Wow. <laughs> um, and speaking oh, wait. of uh, wait, 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 something happens. Um. So oh. one of my moves is fighting fire with fire. So when I take damage and that damage is odd, the flames within me come to my aid. Uh-huh. Uh, so I get to roll 1d4 and either um, I can either take that result forward to summon my burning brand or reduce the damage by that amount. So let me okay. roll. That's going to be one. Um, I am going to go ahead and take that result forward and summon my burning brand. So with that... Um, nor like as Norwich lands on the ground, um, you see, you see this um like these two pole arms they ignite and it, like it ignites Norwich's arms up to the shoulder. So now he has like this this like burning head piece and also his arms are now ablaze. Okay, uh, so the roll one d four. Do you take um? You use that to take less damage or? Um, no, I, so I took the one that I got and I'm taking that forward. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, you're taking that forward. Sounds mm. good. Um, in the meantime, Shiko and Barbara. Yes. Uh, the, between the two of you in your first move, you have a uh, waylaid about, um, about 10 of them, I would say like five each. However, um, all around the caldera, you see them dashing into the crowd, and um, a number of them, well, actually just eight of them, manage to get a drop on um, villagers before the villagers get a chance to react. You see green blades, the flash mm-hmm. of a green blade, and then they going into um, some of the spectators. The spectators, the ones that were both 
um, hit by this and not hit by this, start turning around and, well, fighting back. But still, there mm-hmm. are a lot more of them. Uh, what are you guys doing? Can I roll to defend again? Uh, sure. Oh, my. That's a 13. I get plus Ooh. three hold, so I can I can deal out my defense kick three times for nine. You're still kicking. I mean, it's effective. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and because of your kicking. Yeah, right. Mechanically, yeah, that's what I do. They're all distracted by the giants, and then they're just running past the giants, and then they get kicked in the face. And then, Chico, you should be rolling for defend, too. And So I like to point out when powered by the apocalypse, sometimes they don't battle test enough. I don't know. Or it, <laughs> but I have found that there's usually a broken move in most of these powered by the apocalypse games. Like, do you remember Spectres and Spurs, GM? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, there was a move that our GM did in Spectres and Spurs that the enemy could never attack again. And I was like, well. <laughs> uh, so, Chico, you should be doing defend because it guarantees to hit and it does nine damage each time. So, you can guarantees describe if that. you get the 10 plus. And a 10 plus, you can do it three times per time you roll for it. On a seven to nine, you hold one. So, it's like, you're just saying. <laughs> yeah. It's on page four. It's basic move, defend. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the moves. I, I was going to do something, yeah. but I might do that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying it's an option. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Uh, in Magic the Gathering, sometimes when you play two-headed giant, there's cards that say each opponent. Take those cards when you play two-headed giant. When it says you're level and you're level nine and you do a D6 for your damage dice, do that move. <laughs> so that's that's my, my thought process here. Um, so, yeah, I, I rolled above a 10, so I had hold three, and I expend those hold three for if anyone's going to violate the sanctity of the caldera perimeter. They get kicked. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll say that you would be able to do that for half the perimeter just by, like, simply barreling through <laughs> them, but it's still, like, over... Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's a big caldera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so you're able to do your three defense against... Um, roll, yeah, a certain okay. Roll pl- roll plus con. Okay, yeah, I have I have a good decent amount con. Let me do that. Okay. So I'm gonna roll to defend the arena as well. Um, which part of the arena? Because yeah, Barbara is doing the perimeter, uh, half of it. Um, which part of the arena are you focusing on? Oh yeah, Chico? I jumped off of Barbara when she started bucking, kicking. <laughs> so I'm, running, I'm rushing over to the other side. Because you're gonna have to do your defend <laughs> against yourself uh, against Barbara if you are still on her. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, de- I definitely uh, defend the other half of the perimeter. So let me see what my charisma other half. Across okay. my con is. Okay, we do that. Ooh, an eleven. <laughs> Collectively, we're doing nine times six damage. <laughs> <laughs> well, my uh, max. Da- oh yeah, I yeah, that is right. I have nine. Yeah. So it's fifty-four. <laughs> <laughs> which is ridiculous oh my because my damage dice is a d6 so that would average three so that is of, ridiculous <laughs> so instead of doing on average nine damage i'm doing 27 damage uh powered by the apocalypse <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. okay so um shiko how so Barbara is kicking with her hooves. Um, that's how she's defending, just basically just making them making them scatter, making them go flying. How about you, Shiko? How are, are, describe how you are defending the other half of the perimeter. 
It's simple, really. I looked at Barbara, and I'm like, she's kicking and 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 going all over the place, go hog wild. I need to start doing that too. And he starts roundhouse kicking and teleporting <laughs> around and kicking, th- kicking, kicking these uh, shadow cabal cabal fellas. Roundhouse kicking him, and he kicks one, and he poops off, and he po- kicks another. And that's his defense. So they're both kicking just in their own ways. It works. <laughs> and you can flavor it your carrots. You can do whatever you mm-hmm. want. Like flavor I could, yeah. but I'm taking that to Barbara and I'm kicking. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that too. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would say between the two of you, you managed to, um, <laughs> you managed to waylay, uh, <laughs> I know, <laughs> probably about, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that Barbara does war because she's a, wars um you get 50 I like of imagine, them i like to uh, imagine that chico's yeah. is his his kicks are very like no one's expecting it because he's a ninja <laughs> and he just comes out of nowhere so he's yeah. doing like one at a time barbara's just a horse <laughs> yeah okay you know what you each kind of um yeah you, you take you take 50 of them each out of uh out of commission um eight Still did eight uh, people still did get stabbed, um, and, and there are there are still a bunch. There are none left around the perimeter, like. Uh, but you know how it's like a filter. Some still managed to slip through, and they're still like um, going and fighting with the other giants. Um, but you managed to get about two thirds of them. <laughs> uh, um, does Norwich notice you- this? Does Norwich notice the cabal? Uh, I mean, you are, I mean, you are very, like, emotions are very high. You are very focused on the fight with Carmani. You just got, like, smacked into, into the ground. Um, and you're just kind of, like, getting up to catch your breath. I would say, mm, I can, I can roll for it, too. Yeah, give me a roll wisdom. Wisdom? All right. Uh, that is going to be a six. Six. Uh, yeah. No. You, you are. You are way too focused on the on the match with with Carmen. You, you see, like um, your mother is still in her armor, her body on on the ground. You see. You see this, Carvana just uh, about, about to go at you. Um, it is, however, your move. All right. Then I think what I'm gonna do is um, as I'm getting up, um. So, yeah, as I'm getting up, um, I'm going to summon my burning brand, which was the um, the immolation of Norwich's arms. Um, okay, so that's going to be a six plus three is nine, but plus one, because that's where the forward comes from, from fighting fire with fire. So it's going to be a ten total, um, and which means I get two of the following tags. One of them being uh, plus one damage and one of them being thrown. Um, it says near, so it's like a short range short range thing. So what I'm gonna do is I'm going to I'm gonna get up um, and I'm just going to kind of like toss these toss these pole arms um, like the two halves into um, just like into center mass. So uh, Norwich is gonna go for just all in reckless attack. He wants to be done with this. Um, and so he is just bull rushing her. 
Okay. Um, yeah, roll your attack then. All right. So that is going to be a... Um, that's going to be an 11. Yeah, so, 11 will do it. Okay. So I'm going to do my damage. Um, I'm going to add one for the burning brand, and I'm going to add a 1d6 uh, to expose myself to the next attack. So that is going to be... Oh boy. That's going to be... Eight total damage. Eight damage. Uh, well, with this, um, with this blow, you, um, you incapacitate her. So, yeah, with uh, with your arms all ablaze, uh, you, you just channel all of your rage straight into her, and, well, she after that she's got one more fight left in her. What do you wish to do? Do you want to spare her or finish her off? Um, no, Norwich is going to, so when he sees the sign of defeat, he's going to, um, his arms are going to be undone. Um, so now like the skin around it, instead of being dark gray, it's black, just like ashen. Um, and he's going to slowly walk over, um, and he's going to accept, uh, the defeat of Carmana and offer to help her up. Uh... Still, like, quite winded from the attack, her hair all ablaze, the um, arm around her charge, she looks up at your hand with, you can tell it's fear in her eyes, and then just nods and accepts your hand. Um, so Norridge lifts her up, um, and again, you know, she's almost three times the size of Norridge, so he kind of, like, heaves and brings her back up to her feet. Okay. Um, and is just kind of standing there... Um, panting yeah she said well you beat me fair and square there uh well i suppose that makes you the new chief of the village uh do they agree and then well the the elders actually you guys finally notice what's going on around you and the elders are currently engaged with fighting some of the shadow cabal uh speaking of which what are you guys doing uh barbara and chico chico's gonna be waving out to um, Norwich is like, good job, Norwich. Now come help us. <laughs> We're kicking everything we can. <laughs> um, right. I'd like um, if, if Norwich is going to enter the battle, I'd like to cast bless on Norwich to give him a plus one in the fighting. Okay. Uh, so you give him plus. One. What does this plus one apply to? Um, in for combat, it's, it says your deity smiles upon a com- a combatant of your choice. They take plus one ongoing so long as the battle continues, and they stand and fight. The spell is ongoing, and you take a negative one to cast a spell. So if I try to cast another spell, I take a negative one. I see. Okay, because something does happen before Norwich enters the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see the elders being preoccupied. You see your father fighting off um, some of the Shadow Cabal, like swinging his axe and a few go flying. Like, they're doing a pretty good job at defending themselves. But then you mm-hmm. see... Out of the corner of your eye, walking out of the box, um, a woman in purple robes with galaxy blue skin, black hair. She She's kind of like walking up and slow clapping and everything around you seems to quiet down just a bit because, you know, focused on this figure. Uh, this is mm. Obsidiana La Caldere. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, Norridge uh, turns to face her. Uh, well... Uh, looks like you did a great job in beating her, but 
Why don't you finish the job? Why don't you get both her and your dad while you're at it? Really solidify your new place as chief, Brimstone. There's... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay, so how does this work? Uh, I am going to leave that up to you, but if you want me to decide certain things, um, you may. Because, I mean, Barbara did try to reprogram you, so uh, mm-hmm. I can leave it up to you whether you want to make a wisdom check to see if you turn into brimstone at all or whether you just don't because it wasn't one of those two. Uh, and then if you do, if one of those two tries to intervene, you'll, you'll get a chance to make another wisdom check and the degree of success will be higher. Okay. I'll, yeah, let me do a wisdom check. Oh, that's what I needed. That's a 12. Well, <laughs> so you, you feel in the shadow of your mind, that familiar darkness starting to cloud your, the recesses go in and, and then suddenly the flames from your eyes just burn it all away. That um, that blackness is gone, and so is your connection um, as brimstone to obsidiana. And then she says, "Well, what the heck? Why aren't your eyes turning brimstone? Brimstone!" You see her saying that. Um, so I think Norridge just starts walking. Um, again. So the I think the fire comes from his eyes, and at this point, just engulfs his entire body um so he is just he is a walking torch um and so i think norridge is walking um he's just like slowly walking um as he is the flames are growing and growing um and he's just kind of like he's just chuckling to himself um but these flames are growing into like almost a like an avatar and this avatar is probably 30 feet of just pure fire Ooh. Um, and so when Norwich speaks, um, his voice is much louder and much deeper. Um, and he just kind of looks at Obsidiana and he says, I don't think so. You don't own me anymore. Um, and he goes and just delivers this. Um, he just goes and delivers this punch. Okay. I, 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 I love the intro that it's like this giant fire being is in a booby, but I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, the run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. In the same accent, but big and booming, I love it. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so Norridge is just going to um he's just gonna it's he's gonna go for he's gonna go for a punch. Um okay. just this huge fist uh coming down on her. That's going to be twelve. Yeah. With strength. That um is- all right, so that is going to be uh, that's going to be seven damage. All right, so um, you punch her with your giant, suddenly um, flaming strength, and obviously, uh, yeah, that punch is quite strong. You see it go through her for a second, but then she um, she starts to dissipate and then reform in, in, in this purple dark sort of energy, and then grow. Um, bigger and bigger and bigger until you see um, standing in front of you a dragon that is about 20 feet long which is smaller than you are right now (laughs) is it a black dragon it is a black dragon Um, sort of purplish though (laughs) he just points to the dragon looking at her it's a black dragon (laughs) oh my gosh if I cut Um, out its heart I can cure all the people here let's kick it (laughs) um you know what I'm going to do? Yeah. So I'm going to use uh, this ability, the Enkindler. 
Um, and so when, uh, so the enkindler, I get to bolster the courage of others, uh, rolling with charisma and on a 10 plus they shake off all fear and doubt becoming brave in an instant. Um, so let me go ahead and roll that and I'll tell you what that is. Okay. That's going to be, that's going to be just a 10. Well, I mean, a 10 is still a 10 plus. So who are you bolstering and what do they get? So I'm bolstering specifically, I'm bolstering Carmana. Um, my father, and then Barbara and Chico. All right. Um, and so I'm, I'm gonna like address the crowd as this like giant being. Um, and I'm just gonna say, giants. I need to do the accent. Hey, giants. All right. So we're in a bit of a bind here, but as the new chieftain of this place, we're gonna fight. We're gonna win, and we are going to take back. What is ours? Um, and so Norwich is just gonna like take on take on the role of chieftain. Okay, awesome. and with that, you bolster all of your allies, including your um, including your giants, including Carmana, who um, who ha- was about to assume the role of chieftain, and including your your father. And um, yeah, you see this, um, this 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 dragon that would have been towering before this transformation of yours, but now you see you look down upon it. It looks like almost like a fragile being, um, though uh, though, you, though you see it trying to like puff itself up and say, "You have no idea the power I wield, the power that was given to me." <laughs> uh, yeah, she's she's gonna she's gonna poison breath you. Okay. Uh, and you may um, choose between the following to take the damage, to use up some kind of resource of yours, or to gain a debility. Because mm. this is a, a heavy, like, blow. Um, you know what? I'm just going to take the damage. Okay. That is nine points of damage. That corrodes right through your, um, like, right through most of, like, what you're, what you're wearing. Nine points of damage. Okay. We're still up. We're still feeling it. All right. And what would you all like to do? Because um, now, technically, uh, you three can all be are all part of the same fight. So if I attack, I do three damage. But if I defend, I do 27 damage. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm okay. going to put myself between Norwich and the dragon and defend him. Okay. Uh, roll for your defense because you only do the 27 on a 10 plus. Ooh, yeah, that's only a nine. I just do nine damage. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you do this damage? Is it like, are you going to use a potion to it? Are you going to just kick the dragon? Are you going to throw something at, throw something at it? I'm going to use the nail polish to mark (laughs) where the heart is and say, get me that heart. (laughs) So I'm throwing a jar of nail polish at it. Throwing a jar of nail polish. <laughs> nail polish, my one weakness. Just, like uh, she, she looks at that and she's okay. I'll say that um, the way that this works is like, it's, it's, it's is it the hollow, um, the hollow brand? Oh yes. <laughs> uh, so she she looks at it. She's like, oh my, I I want to wear that. That's so much better than what I've been wearing. And then um, by getting distracted, she opens herself up to one of um, one of Garrick fresh. Flesh Ripper is brutal attacks with an with an axe, and it just goes cleaving into the um, just goes cleaving 
into the space where one of her legs connects with her with her belly. Um, what about you, Shiko? Um, I'm also going to defend uh, okay. <laughs> Norge. I gave it is like Norge Norge came here to to do battle and prove himself and he's gone through so much and we won't let him go down to you. We'll make sure he has a half a happy ending to all this. Take this and I go to kick him. Go to kick, all right. <laughs> kick, kick her in the heart or in the spot kick, where yeah. she marked. Right after the, the action. <laughs> yep. Do I have to roll for that? Uh, you, you do have to roll to defend still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's con, isn't it? Yeah. That's a 12. Oh, my roll God. That's a 12. A two yeah. Plus, or a six and a four plus two. So that's uh, nine damage. Uh, per hold. And you on a on a 10 plus, you hold three. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. When you or the thing you defend is attacked, you may spend hold one for one to choose an option. Deal damage to the attacker equal to your level. Mm-hmm. So, yep. So 27. Ooh. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so uh, this this dragon's trying to actually just fly away at this point. <laughs> um, but but Shiko, with your with your moves, you manage to um, manage to leap high into the air. Uh, kick her sort of battering her wings maybe you throw you throw a few carrots in there and um that's enough to stall her so that um so that Carmana will actually just uh will, will grab the dragon's tail and then smash her into the ground similar to how she did Norwich last time and how do you guys want to end this um I think Norwich is going to uh kind of jump onto this dragon um as a final, as a final uh, kind of adieu to all of this, you know, kind of darkness in Norwich's life, um, I'm going to use Sick Burn. Um, I'm not going to roll for it, <laughs> but, well, I guess I could roll for it, but um, I'm going to insult Obsidiana. So the, the form of Norwich jumps onto this dragon and begins just like, sending flame into um you know into these wounds that that everybody else has caused and he says um i knew it from the beginning but this proves it you are nothing without me and you will never be anything you've never been anything and this this is the best you can do pitiful (laughs) okay um and with that with the fire burning into her wounds you see her form recede, and it's back into well, like Obsidiana as, as you knew her, just that, uh, just with some draconic features, <laughs> and um, and she kind of like looks up at you, coughs one last time, and says, "I should never, should never have accepted that. It was useless this entire time." And then she, uh. She just, um, yeah, that was her last breath. Quick, cut out her heart. We did it, everyone! We did it! We're so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, who's the one who cuts out her heart? Is it going to be you, Barbara? If no one else is going for it, I need that heart or those people are going to die. <laughs> Very true. Uh, yeah, so I think Norridge is, um, so the flames begin to recede, but as he's doing that, he's like shouting things out. So he's pointing to the elders and he's like, okay, you make sure that there's no more Shadow Cabal people 
into into premises and and anybody who got stabbed uh come down to the arena right now and um <laughs> Carmana, i'll deal with you in a second uh and dad good assist uh chico barbara you do your thing i'm doing my thing all right so mechanically i am an artificer and mm-hmm. i can activate a magic item is what i'm going to try to do because it doesn't take an hour ready so this one roll will determine whether or not I'm able to activate this heart. It says, activate a magic item. When you activate an item you've infused, um, I guess technically that takes an... It's already infused. It's whatever. We're just... We gotta put mechanics to this. I can't just use the heart. Uh, Roll plus int. On a 10 plus, the item is activated successfully. On a 7 to 9, the item is activated, but choose one disadvantage. So that way I can give you some, you know some GM power over this situation of how I'm using the heart, right? Okay. Is that a good? Yeah. Okay. I'm, sure. Some potential traumas to being fed heart pieces. <laughs> mm, heart. Okay. Oh my gosh. That was a 10. Whew. Great. Okay. The item is activated successfully. Thank goodness. Because otherwise a strange or unhelpful side effect would have manifested. <laughs> so oh, when you go to take out this heart, you realize that Oh, if, if I cut it out, that, that that's not, that's not going to be quite right. I have to rip it out. So then, um, <laughs> because by ripping it out, it's it's like the size of a regular human heart, but then it's all the veins and stuff that go, that go with it. They have also been like obsidianified around the edges, and then you pull you pull a bunch of veins out because this, this is weird. Like it's it's weird. Like is is she a dragon? Is she not? This is. It's, it's, a, it's a weird sort of situation, but then you manage to get a bunch of the veins and a bunch of like, yeah, all of the stuff that's been obsidianified, and you realize you have enough of the antidote that's within those veins to make it, to make the, like, enough of the anti-venom to make the actual antidote, which requires some more potions, like healing potions and etc. mixed into it. But yeah, <laughs> you almost made yourself have half the amount you need to save all the people but now you have the full amount oh and then you would have had to choose norwich anyway so i grind up that aortic arch and heart and i am <laughs> i'm distributing very icky incredibly disgusting it's a black dragon right they're poison dragons and i'm yeah. like it hasn't been a half an hour yet quick um i know it reeks that's not used properly that was just used in normal english but please dig it <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know what, like, uh, <laughs> because of your, uh, because of your, you know, what you did with the, with the, with the manga, you now have like an in it sort of, uh, sort of, sort of connection with these giants. You now having given them the power to translate their own language, you vibe with them, you know, exactly in Barbara's terms, you guys are vibing. <laughs> so they'll just, they'll just look at you funny for a second, but then say, eh, what's a bit of bitterness? And then they'll just like, uh, they'll eat it along with whatever else you give them. <laughs> I love the idea of me having talked with them earlier about whether they ship Kyo or Yuki <laughs> is why they trust me enough to drink this. <laughs> it's, it's because like what you brought to them is so strange and novel. Like they're, they're not used to these like romance plots. It's like, it's, it's like if someone, um, <laughs> it's, it's like if someone brought ice cream to, uh, to people that had never tried it before. It's, it's so weird. It's so sweet. It's so like, what's, yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> is, is going on. Um, how about Shiko? What are you doing when this happens? 
I'm going around kicking out the Shadow Cabal, whoever's straggling. I'm like, go on, get out of here. I'm going to keep kicking you. Go on, get. <laughs> so, okay, funny thing, Chico. You, um, as soon as Obsidiana had, had died, um, you see that the Shadow, the, the people there, they just kind of freeze. Their eyes are no longer black. They go back to normal. Um, when you, when you go to kick them, they just don't respond. Uh, do you still continue? <laughs> no, I take a look them? at their face and I'm like, oh yeah, these are the people from the same, from that, from that, uh, guild that, that, uh, Norris was a part of. And and that means they can't really do nothing. Well, guess, guess what? We'll just wait a few minutes and then Chica's going to be going around to all the, the giants who are probably about to swing an axe at them. Like, oh, don't hurt them. They're all right. They were mind controlled. Once they wake back up, we'll just you can just send them on their way. I feel kind of bad <laughs> because because now like uh, the ones that are remaining, which are like maybe a sixth of the original number, um, they're just kind of looking around like what what have we done? What what happened? Oh no! Could that have been non-lethal kicks? <laughs> I, yeah. I said that you like put them out of commission. Okay. I wasn't I wasn't defending yeah. anything, so they were non-lethal. <laughs> <laughs> so like they're they're gonna have like some really nasty injuries like broken bones and like um definitely need a visit to the hospital some of them just have bruises some of them will just be like really sore mm. for the next few days some of them are mm. worse injured but i'll say that you guys didn't like kill any of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um last but not least we have norwich uh so your your father comes up to you and he says, Wales, Waleson, what you did there was amazing. Uh, I mean, e- even if you, w- whether you succeeded in this trial or not, I, if you want to have a new name, it can be Firebrand or anything you choose or keep the name Norwich. You know, you know, I, I thought that, uh, maybe, Maybe I was going to want a new name, you know, new name, new lifestyle. But uh, strange enough as it is, I think Norwich fits. Well, then it is a name you shall bear with honor. And yes, I am indeed deeply saddened by Clotilda's death, but it is uh, is part of being a fire giant of this village. It is the reality, knowing that those who you care about may be gone the the next summer solstice. That's true, but you know, it uh, it makes the memories that we did make with them all the more better. Kind of like nods at you solemnly. Uh, and he says, "Well, you are indeed the new chieftain of the village, as you had won against the one who won against the previous one. So, I am here to advise you. But what would you want to do? How do you move forward?" Well, at the very least, I have to run back to the guild, get some of my stuff, bring it back up here. But uh, you know, I I want to be able to to take this to take this village, move it into the next step. You know what I found? What I found in this battle, rage, anger. It's a it's a really great thing to do. It's really great to fight with. But I think it's important to expand our horizons. So. What I'm going to do is we are taking a village-wide field trip back to the Monastery of the Eight Paths, and our next order of business is to learn 
how to use fire not only in uh in ways of making making weapons making armor but in fighting that's helped me become who i am and that's going to help all of you become even stronger you hear you see like a collective nods amongst people and then your your father starts clapping and then other people start and they start cheering they say norridge 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 i think norridge just kind of like raises his hands up um kind of you know spins around to like uh get the full get this full moment norridge never thought that this would happen but here he is I'd like to say while everyone's cheering Norwich, Chico's next to Barbara, who's probably administering antidote. You ever notice how Norwich kind of rhymes with porridge? I'm kind of hungry right now. (laughs) People are like actively dying under my hands. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And that's my next venture, Porridge Flesh Ripper. Porridge. <laughs> like uh, I, I I wish to have a new name. Porridge. Poor Chico's <laughs> so hungry. The the next big thing the next big restaurant experience in uh, Nikamui, porridge flesh ripper. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um okay. Well, I mean that is the um end of the episode. We have Barbara administering the antidote, having learned a few new potion recipes and having done some that should ever... Did you think you would make a potion that would translate manga into giant? (laughs) (laughs) Or like into whatever language they read? (laughs) Gotta love learning new things. Oh, yeah. Um, We have Shiko, who has has demonstrated amazing ninja skills, communed with a goddess who has spoken to her himself, and also um, made a straw doll that was absolutely crushed by a child, (laughs) thinking it was him. Yeah, that's that's far and away out of his memories. But if he ever sees a giant or a chi- a child giant, he's probably gonna relive relive those terrifying memories. He has a new fear, but he feels he did what he set out to do, helping another fire breathe the kitten. feels 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 good to help everyone else, other people with their problems. And uh, Norwich, wow! Like so much has happened this episode. <laughs> so much. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, being chieftain of a village is hard work, but somebody's got to do it. Okay. Uh, yeah, and that is all we have left. Uh, if the three of you have anything left to say to the audience, now is your time. Uh, all right. Not, not really. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I was just a perfect no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, well, thank you for joining us on Fire Breathing Kittens. Um, hope you enjoy the next one. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. See you later. It's that part of the show where we tell you about a podcast you might enjoy. Have you heard of The World's Dumbest Criminals? World's Dumbest Criminals is an upbeat podcast about deadbeat crims. If you're keen to hear about the most ridiculous, bizarre, and downright stupid criminals and crime stories in the world, this is the podcast for you. Check out World's Dumbest Criminals, a podcast.